0: What is happening, Queens? Welcome. I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, much apologies. I just was running a tad behind. Uh, but we're only, what are we, four minutes late? That's not terrible. That is not terrible. Welcome, all the scroats. Welcome, scroats, uh, to an all terrible welcome new episode of Low Value streaming of the female dating strategy podcast and i'm so excited i cannot even believe my eyes in the chat with us right now is the female dating strategy podcast can you believe it they're in the chat and they're giving me a free roast to scrote so i'm gonna assume um in the chat right now i'm gonna assume it's uh our the american one ro because if it's savannah It would be midnight there, and I know she's got a real job, I believe. So I'm going to guess this is Ro. So what's up, Ro? Um, Someone says it's fake. I don't think it's fake. It's the Female Dating Strategy Podcast page. I guess it could be a fake account. Uh, It's possible, but I don't – maybe it is. Maybe I'm getting getting, uh, scammed is what people are saying. Certainly possible. Uh, but I don't think so. It's like, it's the female dating strategy podcast. C- can you click on, let me see here. Let me try and click on this. Sorry. Uh, welcome all, everybody. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Can you click on these things? No, you can't go to channel. Let's see. Go to channel. No, it's, this is the one, this is it folks. Um, uh, so no, it's them. It is them. Uh, guys, tell everybody, give Ro a shout out. Uh, no because if you go click on unless this is their whole thing is fake I'm pretty sure it, it's it's them so uh welcome they they found us they're on to us everybody they've we've officially been found out uh, by episode 40 they found us and now they're in the chat um, so welcome I hope you enjoy so if you don't know what this is uh <laughs> Bro. So I've been, uh, I got, I don't know if she's even watching anymore, Um, but if she is. So I have a show called Low Value Mail, M A I L, which is titled because I've, y'all put me on blast in your uh, subreddit about a joke I made um, about Gabby Petito. And then, and I never heard the term low value mail before, and then it kind of just stuck. So, and then I just had the idea to watch your podcast. I didn't even know you had a podcast, actually, and then I found out about the podcast, and then so we, we just listened to the podcast, and boy, do we have a good time. So, uh, I, she might be gone. I don't know. A- anyways, shout out Queens. Uh, we've we've been officially found out, and once I catch up, maybe I can replace Lilith on the on the show. That'll be really full circle. Um, if I can just replace because I know uh, our friend Lilith is out with some health health maladies, if you will. Is that correct thing? Anyways, this week we're doing episode 40 and episode 41 of the Female Dating Strategy podcast. We're getting there. We are getting there. It's really her, by the way, because go click on the three dots. Go click on the three dots beside the thing and then go to channel. I don't know if you're allowed to do that as because I, I don't know if other people are allowed to do that, but I can and I can confirm that if you go to channel, that's the channel that they upload the the episodes to because that's where I play them off of. So pretty sure that's Row. Shout out. I, I'm honored. I don't have to. Luke says that, Danny, you have to change up your gender identity for that. Do not have to change up my gender identity for anything. Uh, no, you get block and report. Do not block. Do not report. Um, I can tell you. I, I can assure you And if there's any mods here. In the chat, I don't know if there are. Uh, d- did any mods make it tonight? No, not yet. Well, we might have to make somebody a mod once the sex bots show up. But uh, it is her. I can confirm. Uh, these were the, the female dating strategy podcast. It says, "Why did this BS come up on my feed when I went to update the channel?" So it's them. Shout out. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if she left. Uh, I haven't heard from her. Maybe she'll be back. Anyways, this week, episode forty, episode forty one of the female dating strategy podcast. Maybe I can get her to call into low-value mail sometime and we could chat. That would be exciting. Probably wouldn't, but who knows. But I imagine that this is this stream is going to make it into the subreddit or the Discord or the Patreon. Oh, my God. Imagine if I'm the next Roast to Scroat. It'd be such an honor. Such an honor. I, I can only just hope. I can only hope that that'll happen. Who knows? Um. All right. Enough rambling. By the way, if anybody wants... Uh, if you were watching Low Valley Mail last week, if you are aware of the term all flimits, this show is all this show is officially all limits. actually. The fact that that the female dating strategy showed up in the chat. Uh, there's all flimits shirts available at www.lowvaluemail.com or www.bigassfaketitties.com. Grab uh two different designs. There's actually three different designs. If you if you support me on the Patreon, patreon.com slash low value mail. Uh, and so you know about the White Square Club. There's a White Square limited edition all flimits shirt. Uh it says it's two hundred and fifty dollars. It's not two hundred and fifty dollars. It's twenty five dollars like all the other shirts. I didn't know how to set it up to make it exclusive for for patrons and stuff. So if you're a patron, you can just log in. Or if you follow me on Locals, or or even uh, if you're a scrot on YouTube, there's a discount code that gives you ninety percent off. So then it becomes twenty five dollars. So without further ado, episode forty of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. I'm like I, I, I I'm I feel like I just met a celebrity. I feel like I just met the Rock or something, uh, or or John Cena, if you will, which is apropos because the title of this episode is scrote decode john cena and his insane 75 page girlfriend contract let's go episode 40 shout out to all the queens the scrotes the negative value males the high value males which don't really exist and the low value males of course i say negative value males if i didn't shout out all right let's go
1: What's up, queens? What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro.
2: And this is Savannah. And I'm Willa, And today, we have a case study. A WWE-themed case study, because as you all know, I was a WWE fan for a very, very long time. Really?
0: Savannah was a WWE fan? Interesting.
2: I'm still reeling from
1: that information, by the way. (laughs)
2: It's great. Like, WWE was great.
1: I, I
3: always thought it was something that only Americans would like. I felt right. like, um, you no, know, the idea no. of uh, British people liking it is weird to me.
0: For Sorry, sorry to cut this short, but so, uh, is, Ro, is this you? Can you just tell us if it's you? It must be. Unless, Lilith, it could be Lilith, I guess, but she said she's stepped away from the the podcast, but who knows, maybe she's still involved. But, uh, so I'm getting roasted in, I'm, I'm getting roasted in the, uh, the chat right now by the Female Dating Strategy podcast. Says, Danny looks like the first guy to get shot at the beginning of a Western film. Just drunk on the balcony, uh, getting capped and falling two stories to his death. Oh, I'm... Oh, okay. That's fine. All right. Exciting stuff.
2: Um, It's massive because they they used to tour like twice a year. I actually got like front... Like my sister got me front row seats for my 16th birthday. Um, And it was really, really... I
0: did not expect Savannah to be a wrestling fan. We learn just so much about these gals all the time, huh? The
2: atmosphere was amazing. Like, my sister doesn't, like, she's not into wrestling, but even she had a really good time. Like, when you're actually there and you see them, the atmosphere was just totally electric. Like, I would go again to another live show if I could, even though I've not watched it in years. Nice.
1: Yeah, I had no idea it was a- at all popular abroad, much less in, in Europe.
2: <laughs> no, it's massive in Europe. So,
1: like, so now we can tell all the yuppie people that look down on WWE as being for Rednecks, like, it's, it's big, big in Europe. Europe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not it's massive and they've really expanded especially since they went like pg so they started to appeal to children more they've really really expanded their market so they're also in asia a lot as well the middle east um so they've done pretty well for themselves as an organization um but shout out to wwe i guess at one of the if not the biggest like, franchise player i would say in wwe and that is john cena so for those who aren't familiar with wwe john cena is a a wrestler turned actor now he's he's made he's been in quite a few big films um in hollywood recently like fast nine um and he started off in the wwe i'd say he was even bigger than the rock when he was in wwe like cena was massive um anyway this won't focus on his career but his personal life it shows a number of things um like the first and most important thing i think is that it shows that just because a man is like wealthy successful he's got money that doesn't necessarily mean that he won't be low-value like, towards you and that he won't waste <laughs> Wait, your is John's... relationships.
0: Wait, so I guess this makes sense. Yeah, so John Cena, they're saying, is a low-value man. <laughs> uh,
2: the second one is, it also shows why it's not a good idea to be a forever girlfriend like slash a Bob the Builder, as we like to say. I understand that there are people... Um, who, who that follow FDS, who may not be interested in marriage. And that's absolutely fine. I don't think marriage is for everyone. If if like, you don't want to get married and that's something that you that you want, then that's absolutely fine. But when it isn't fine is if you're staying with a guy who told you that he doesn't want to get married to you, but you want to get married to him. Like, that's yeah. where the forever girlfriend be- can become really, really bad news for you. As we'll find out during this case study. Cena uh, was uh, married um, to um, his first wife called Liz. Uh, they were on and off for almost 20 years according to him and on and off for 20 years that, that liz um was there for him when he moved to california from massachusetts to try and um build a career for himself as a bodybuilder and a wrestler and she was sleeping in the car with him she supported him she was around when um he wasn't like getting any work when he was broke when he was homeless
1: and all that jazz That seems to be the backstory of a lot of wrestlers That they just start out broke (laughs) Yeah
2: because it's a fucking hard ass gig It's a really really tough industry to break into You really need to be in the right place At the right time with the right skill set With the right looks Um, So being successful in the wrestling world It hinges on a lot of variables that may be out of your control Like I think even in Cena's case He sort of came across it by accident He said that he was in the gym one day and a friend said, oh, I train at this wrestling gym. Why don't you come down? Um, and that was how it started. Holy
0: shit. She knows everything about John Cena. She's like, John Cena's biographer. Who saw this coming? Not me.
2: Conversation. Yeah, you just have to also be extremely marketable as well if you want to do well. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, you have to have
1: immediate charisma, right? Because that's the entire draw of the sport is that the athletes are kind of hilarious, just a little unhinged. Yeah, funny, but like also you know can command a crowd. Yeah. you know it's not the same as other sports where it's more about their uh, individual performance. Like the theatrics is part of what makes WWE compelling TV.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: It's basically reality TV for men.
2: <laughs> so it's not
3: like hockey because you, have you ever seen a hockey player do an interview? It's like yeah, we were just doing uh, team player. We I hit
1: my head on the ice and then like. They're like <laughs> like no charisma, like, shut up, okay. It's you true, hockey players him, have charisma. Hoan, Shut up. <laughs> there was a really famous NFL player named Marshawn Lynch who used to literally show up to press conferences and be like, I'm just here so I won't get fined because he just didn't want to answer
2: questions. <laughs> he was just like, I'm just here so I won't get fined. And like, it became like a whole meme. But at least he was honest. At least he was honest. Exactly. At topmost honesty. Um, so back to Cena uh, and Liz's relationship. So they were married, um, they finally got married in 2009. <laughs> they were married for about three years until Cena filed for divorce. It's not entirely known why the marriage broke down so quickly, especially... because he's
0: in love with China. The CCP!
2: Since they've been together for so long um, prior to that. But, I mean, Cena's a very private person. Um, but he's alluded to the fact that he was on the road a lot of the times. Like, you know, wrestlers, they travel like, like 360 days a year. They're often not home. Not and home. I think they were remodeling their home as well, and that caused... Like major, major arguments. So they filed for divorce. They got
0: divorced then, over a remodel of the home. Um, after
2: uh, Cena had filed for divorce, it came out that uh, Liz had signed a prenup 16 days before the wedding. No, that no. included a clause that allowed Cena to take back any gifts he had given her as well. So it was a very, very crippling prenup. No, oh my god. When he was broken, had nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. So this is a bit of a crazy. Call. He's like, I want the
0: PlayStation back.
2: It's like, I mean, for me, firstly, an on and off relationship should really stay off.
3: Yeah. Wait, so what's the timeline? Is? Did they get married before um, he got famous or after?
2: No, after. So when they got married in 2009, this was when his career was really starting to take off, like really, really taking off. Oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. They were sleeping in the car when he had first started out. So he had nothing. He was in his early 20s. So it seems like this woman dedicated a lot of her time, energy towards supporting this guy in more ways than one and seen even not- it is
0: interesting whereas like w- it's only women who will claim like oh we gave we gave you so much time it's never like guys who are like we gave you so much time and energy
2: Acknowledge that as well he was literally homeless and broke but now i'm not gonna say that people should remain together if they're not happy but the fact that he made her sign such a one-sided prenup is deeply problematic
1: yeah that's fucking selfish yeah especially when she spent so much time supporting him without any type of guarantee it was
2: ever gonna pay off if you are gonna do bob the builder for a guy like make sure that you're married to them if we look at yeah, people like jeff yeah. like bezos and and bill gates the reason why their wife's got a nice a nice payday or melinda gates is in line for a nice payday
0: is because she earned every penny
1: of it is that
2: they were married at the time at the time <laughs> if they weren't married they and they would probably be left with nothing
1: yeah MacKenzie well McKenzie married jeff before amazon was even started whereas uh melinda married bill after microsoft started oh, okay. yeah okay. So, but it's still like they've been married for a very long time they have combined assets they have combined
0: yeah you know what they're they make a good point is that bill gates is a real good dude just a real good guy huh
1: foundations mackenzie bezos was actually actively involved in building the structure of the business from the ground up securing contracts like all of the things that a person who was part of the startup team would do so her payout was more than warranted because she was essentially his 50, not even essentially she was, his 50% partner. All And especially if you're married, let's say Amazon went completely bust, like that's combined joint risk when you're married, right? So your finances are um, combined. So for all intents and purposes, like, yes, she was, a, she's also co-founder of Amazon, even though once Amazon became a formal company, Jeff Bezos
2: was like the actual CEO, et cetera. But yeah, the point being that these- But are she's
0: the CEO, so that's not married nothing. ...married to the
2: men that they, that they worked really hard for. And unfortunately for Liz, she wasn't.
3: So what, what gifts did she have to return to him?
2: It didn't say, but it's just, it just had, I'm not even sure how that was even legal because how is that fair? Like if you give someone a gift, it's, you shouldn't expect it back, right?
1: Yeah. The thing about prenups is they can write whatever they want, but not all the, not all of that stuff is legally binding. Yeah. And, and depending on what state you're in, it could be completely irrelevant. Like there's certain structural aspects to the law that prevent certain aspects of prenups being signed into are uh, being, like, uh, honored during divorce proceedings. Yeah. So it's really, really complicated, and I don't know enough about it to speak definitively. But, yeah, it's it's highly possible that that technically isn't
2: actually uh, legal. But even if it isn't legal, it's still deeply problematic that he'd put that in, in the first place. It's a dick move. Yeah, it's a
1: dick move. Like, that was a red flag.
2: It's a massive red flag. And also, it's 16 days before the wedding, which makes me think, well, you know, was it... I just think if you're gonna do something like a prenup it needs to be like firstly you need your own independent legal advice and you need to make sure that it's yeah. fair to you as well. Like
1: did she not have a lawyer like he waited to the
2: last minute on purpose because she eventually got the same like lawyer that took hulk hogan who was another um like wc she had hulks remember took hulk hogan to the cleaners after his divorce so i would imagine that prenup was quite ironclad if she's going to get such a lawyer
0: what are all um, these lawyers that yeah, are I just for Preenup's wrestlers lawyer, by the way uh like the stream i'll give away as always 100 likes and i'll give away a uh, scrote channel membership for one month like away, queens, like away. <laughs>
2: and I'm not entirely against them, but it's it should also be seen as another betting strategy as well. If a guy is clearly expecting you to sign a very very one sided prenup, you need to reevaluate if this is somebody you should be marrying. Yeah, because a high value man, even if you divorce, that he shouldn't want to see you homeless or or not getting your fair share. Especially if you helped him and you've raised kids, he shouldn't want to see you destitute.
3: Yeah, the sort of man who wants you to be destitute if you get divorced is a red fucking flag. And I know some marriage, and I know some marriages like this where, like, the I for the men, like, the idea of leaving their wife destitute if she ever leaves him is like the whole draw. Like they use it as a control thing. And so
0: I don't understand why women then just why don't you just go marry guys who have less money than you?
3: Yeah, it's a big fucking red flag if a guy is making you sign a prenup like that.
1: Yeah, they're definitely trying to control you. And then furthermore, if you are involved in actually supporting his career, you're just doing a bunch of unpaid labor that you're not being compensated for it right so it's like a double insult because essentially this person just used you for a come up didn't actually compensate you for any of that work expected that to be part of your relationship but once you are talking about like hey can i share in some of the success that i actually helped invest in you then suddenly they are hemming and hawing and thinking you don't deserve it right and you see, I mean, you've seen stuff like this with like family businesses as well, right? A lot of the times the wife will do all the back office work. She essentially is an unpaid, unpaid employee and then once uh, does like a lot of stuff that would probably too, be too expensive if they hired out actual help yeah. uh, to get businesses off the ground. And then when they get divorced, the guy wants to act like, oh, she never did anything, right? I'm like, no, she's yeah, I mean, a that's not investor fair. and your sole employee, right? Yeah. Like it's very cheap. And
0: your sole mate.
1: So. Sorry just watch when guys do this because they act like women don't deserve alimony or that they're, like they're all leeches and that that uh the man's success is his own and that's just not true it's not true at all
0: not
3: true it's just at not own. true it's just
1: fundamentally at not own. true and that's why they use women's labor in that in that regard because they couldn't get their butt they like it's much harder in some respects it's much easier to exploit your girlfriend or your wife than it is to try to exploit like one of your buddies and tell them to work for free forever right and then be like oh when if you become successful be like oh this is me this is my company because that guy's gonna demand like equity and ownership right yeah yeah and when you're married you already kind of inherently have that so that that's the thought behind it and don't let men like make it seem like every woman involved in this is just a freeloader because that's just not true
3: yeah also i think a lot of women do this because they assume they assume that men are ethical participants just like they are and so they think oh if i help my man support his business if, if i support him if i do this he'll he'll see what i've done and he'll recognize all the work i've put in and he'll really respect and love me for it and Fame.
0: some real pick me energy right there isn't it famous last words. Last
3: words, right <laughs> like if, all the women think that oh if i invest in him when he's not famous then he'll i'll get my payoff later or he'll like he'll Show me some reciprocity later. No. And that's why FDS, we demand investment up front because we don't b- believe this bullshit that, like, oh, if you just slave away for a man, then maybe one day he'll give you a payoff. Like, understand that men will happily take your labor and your attention and yeah. your. Devotion for years, and then when they make it and become famous, they will dump you like a hot potato for another woman. There's a term
1: for it. It's called starter wife. Exactly. So understand that men are not ethical participants. It's so wild to me. They'll hang out with their buddies from high school, but their wife will be the first person they dump. Yeah. Yeah. It's really messed up because they can't wait to put their homies on. And be- yeah, because
0: their buddies don't nag them all day. Like, oh, I'm
1: going to share the wealth with the community, but like the woman that literally is birthing and raising their kids, she's the first person to get jettisoned.
2: Yeah. And the saddest thing is, it's sort of a double whammy for the women. I mean, this didn't happen in um, like Cena's case as far as I know but when the woman is busy building the man she's also neglecting her own like dreams and aspirations as well like there was a thread on like reddit I think that I came across and it was saying like so many women were saying oh I dropped out of law school to be with my husband I didn't go to medical school to be with my partner like they like women they they sacrifice a lot more than just their labor they also sacrifice their own ability to have a career it's the opportunity cost yep the opportunity cost. And this is why like, women end up um, in poverty, in divorce, because if you spent you know, years and years investing in this person uh, to the point where you've neglected your own dreams, you know, if that relationship ends, you don't really have a lot to go back on. And it's just really, really sad that women are set up in this way.
3: Yeah, that's why I think men deserve to be rinsed. So ladies, <laughs> always put yourself in a situation where you can easily rinse the man. True. Say it. Like, tell him like it now is. And things are great now. Keep in mind like that love could change into hate at any point in the future, you never know, right? Yeah. So even when you're in love things are going, in fact, when you're in love, that's the best time to make sure that you're in an advantageous situation, right? That's when you have the strongest negotiating power.
1: Make zero financial and time investments in men, and especially in their businesses, unless you are married. So don't skip college for men because that's one of those <laughs> yeah, things that, no, I'm serious, sure. because that is something that gets considered when you have to go and split assets. I
0: mean, honestly, good idea. Yeah, don't do that.
1: It's an uh, ask for alimony. It's like, what, were you... what, what kinds of uh, opportunity costs were, foregone by the woman to support the man's career because you're essentially a singular unit in the eyes of mm. the law right so those are the kinds of things that actually will would really behoove you to keep track of so that if things go bad you have some kind of recourse to be like uh, okay i'm entitled to this much money because this is the amount that i would have been investing here had i not invested in you
3: yeah and i think we need to have more of these cautionary tales for men where women rinse the man because i think if men uh if men realize like oh shit like she's gonna come after me financially like maybe i should not fucking be a piece of shit like i don't know they will they'll just be sneakier about it but that, that's the thing women need to get smarter about this shit I'm a, yeah I'm women get
0: smarter of
1: to publish these episodes because then you just realize there's guys that are going to listen to this and then be like i'm going to hide all my assets in some like tax sheltered place where she can't access it and then never tell any woman about it
0: i'm not saying don't
1: do that just really hose women down but that's why we re- require men to
3: be
0: <laughs> it's like women rinse and men hose i Up like the with their investment
3: if they're being miserly then we don't
1: date them exactly True. exactly so
2: Yep. That was the, the first part of this debacle. So moving on to part two, and this is Cena's relationship with Nikki Bella. He started to date Nikki in around July 2012. <sighs> like literally, it, it must have been a matter of weeks after his divorce was finalised, which is a big, is a huge red flag absolutely massive everything's wrestling. a red flag he cheated these on his first wife with nikki i mean she did allege that he cheated i don't know if anything came okay i mean it's probably true <laughs> if they were dating i mean if they started dating right away after they got divorced but it's actually known that wrestlers do cheat a lot because they're just away from home all the time not that, mi- that it makes it okay but they're just
0: lonely wrestlers they
2: have groupies they have fans they're on the road
0: like the stream 52 more
2: all the time so cheating is like even Vince McMahon, the
0: owner. Oh no, the female dating strategy now knows about JJ Lieberman, everybody. This is getting bad. Uh, they just the female dating strategy podcast just uh <laughs> commented. I just clicked on last week's episode
2: of the organization, he cheated on his wife Linda, so I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. <laughs> so, Nikki uh was a WW wrestler at the same time as well. I almost think she's one of those like Diabla, Diabla success stories, to be honest. So, he- Wait, what is Diablo?
3: Isn't that like that subreddit where women,
2: like, I guess, become managers? Yeah, it's a subreddit where basically women uh, strategize on how to to hook rich men, basically. And gold cook. diggers. Oh, so those are the actual gold diggers. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Queen yeah, shit. I'm not mad at it. I didn't say I was mad at it, but I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying Nikki's a gold digger, but she even admitted. But like, she ain't no, messing with no like bro. That he did help her in her career like massively so she got a reality tv show she was like the face of the women's wrestling division she basically she basically became like a kardashian like she she got endorsements and that's not to say she didn't work hard but when but if you're dating like the biggest franchise player that's gonna open doors for you as john cena's girlfriend and it did for her so they dated for six years and their relationship was documented on reality TV. why does
0: she know so much about john cena this is like maybe one of the weirdest things about all of anything i've listened
2: divas and total bellas and at the beginning Cena made it clear to Nikki that he never wanted marriage or kids um the reason being like Cena would say he was devoted to his career so he didn't want to have he didn't want to have kids because he wouldn't have time to raise them which is fair enough I mean again they're very busy people so he knew he'd be an absent father and after his divorce he said that he just didn't want to go through that whole that whole shebang again which is another fucking red flag because uh, Nikki wanted to get married to him so yeah this was a sticking point for years in their relationship. it even gets a vasectomy, so we can't have kids. Oh, so he was serious about that. <laughs>
0: well, the, China has the one-child policy, don't they? So he probably had the, you know.
2: Serious, and all the while, Nikki's saying, I want to be a mom. I, I want us to get married. In the meantime, she's moving into his house. They're playing, like, um, she's playing house with him. Um, and they just go back and forth like over whether or not they get married so eventually um i think it was in 2017 or 2018 cena proposes to her in the ring um in front of like thousands of fans at wrestlemania which is like the super bowl of WWE. but yeah. a couple of weeks before that isn't that
0: a big no-no ladies isn't that the thing never propose guys it's like a scrope move to do that
2: wedding they actually split up i mean cena said he eventually like relented on being married and having kids <laughs> but uh nikki felt like He was only doing it to keep her around. Like, he didn't, his heart wasn't in it, basically. So it was a shut up ring? Yeah, like, literally, it was a shut up ring. And he would say, like, really, really cryptic shit as well. Like, before they got engaged, he would say, because, like, Nikki had to have surgery on her neck. So before she went under, he was like, Oh, I whispered to her and I said, You know, someday I'm going to marry you. And she was like, Yes. I was like, How fucked up is that? Like, Oh my
1: gosh, that is so manipulative. What? I mean, I feel like you can say a lot of supportive things, but not, like, dangle the one thing that she's been saying she values when she's literally under anesthesia for surgery. Do you
2: know what I mean? Like, major surgery on her neck as well. I think she, like, broke her neck. Well,
0: isn't he, like, doing that so that you're like, hey, don't die in surgery? Because I'll be waiting for you.
2: Like, that is just... Be-
0: Shout out to Andrew Wellen, new member I'm of the Scroats. Yeah,
1: that's cruel. Yeah, that feels manipulative. And I, and I think a lot of his behavior here suggests that he's manipulative. hmm
2: So, yeah, so they break up and in 2018. Wait, why did they break up? It was, it was a combination of factors. Firstly, Nikki felt like that. His heart why did she in, know like so much about like this? Cena basically proposed to her as like a sharp ring. Yeah, basically. Because ultimately, and this is the thing with something like marriage and kids. If the two people can't agree on whether they should do it or not, the relationship is a non-starter. If, if Cena was saying this when they first got together, that should have been her signal to, to bail on the relationship.
1: Yeah, I guess it's, it's so complicated because her career is wrapped up in him. So that adds, like, this layer of obligation she probably felt.
2: Right, yeah.
3: I just read, um, I'm just reading this article about the couple, and there's this one line that's like, apparently she said that if being with him meant never being a wife or mother, that was a sacrifice she was willing to make. Like, she said that to her family. And I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) Never sacrifice your wishes for a man.
1: Yeah, she should have just. Not even John
0: Cena. Like he's not any man, though. It's John Cena, and isn't like the whole thing with women where you're like, yeah, he says this now, but I'll, you know, I guess although he had the vasectomy, so you can't then
1: upgraded. Yeah, right. If, when, once it became clear he wasn't gonna invest in her more than that. Yeah, once a man says yeah. he doesn't want to invest in you, that's when I
3: make a mental note that he deserves to be exploited. So I'm just going to like, ex- I'm just going to mine him for resources as
2: long as I can. Mine the men so for resources him and rinse them up. And I think a point to note as well is that men know what marriage means. They know the significance of marriage. Like, don't let them bullshit you and say it's a piece of paper or you know where you know where it's, it's basically the same as being married, but we're not. Like, like marriage has real implications and protections that they are well aware of. So if they're not willing to commit to you in that way. Don't waste
3: your time. Oh, I just want to point out the re- in this article I'm reading about how um, it's from Paste magazine. And it says that Nikki signed a contract to live in John's house.
0: Sweet deal for her. Like,
3: I'm just gonna read this part because it's so funny. It says, Nikki signed a contract to live in John's house, and they share a pet, which means they're effectively common law married, anyways. Though in Florida, where John and Nikki live, doesn't recognize such relationships. Making it official really only deems their relationship socially acceptable to people on the outside, not the two people involved. Uh, eh. <laughs> this is called undermining your own argument with it. Like, yeah. it literally just said, in Florida, where John and Nikki live, doesn't
1: recognize this relationship. So, yes, making it official does make a fucking difference. It does make it matters then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what what did they mean by she signed a contract to live with him? Yeah. Savannah, do you know more about that? So it
2: was on the. Does she? Total Divas, and she moved to Florida <laughs> from California, I think, so to live weird. with him, and he made her sign like 75 page contract. <laughs> a prenup, and you're not even getting married? And it, sa- and it said stuff like. If the relationship ends, you have to be out by 11 a.m. the next day. <laughs> so fuck off! Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, this is like some ra-
0: next-level Derek Jeter shit right uh, here. Fucking
2: flag. Yeah, no, this guy's petty as fuck.
0: <laughs> Again, yes, he's all these red flags, but then he's also John Cena. Like f- this from a regular guy, you'd be like, "The nerve of this psychopath!" But he's John Cena.
2: Explain why? Um, because he basically um, like. Pays or supports, not pays, but he supports his entire family. So he built his mom a house in Massachusetts that his brother lives in. He's got trust funds for his nieces and nephews, and he was trying to argue that he just doesn't want a woman to basically like rent him, essentially. Yeah, if his name's on.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
2: The house, and they're not married. She has no right to it, anyways. Like it
1: just seems excessive. it just seems excessive. Yeah. Yeah. Like why would yeah. you make a woman sign
3: a prenup to live in your house? That's like a fucking. <laughs> That's low value as fuck.
2: So. He came across as a bit of an asshole in that whole reality TV show. Like, a bit? <laughs> a
3: bit? No. He's like fucking FDS villain. Yeah, and 75 pages. Where that did basically... he?
0: Actually, I think he did his China apology after this too, so they don't even know about the China apology. As
1: you have to vacate the home as soon as we break up is is pretty insane
2: and you have to live by his rules like you have to put stuff where he wants you to put the that actually just sounds like coercive control honestly yeah that's cool so then don't do it coercive control. nobody's forcing music. you to do shit and the thing is he presented the contract when like on the day she moved in it wasn't even like he sent it before she started moving her stuff in and he was like okay sign this and that's that's not fair that's coercive control i mean also they're
0: totally believing one side of the story i'm sure if you ask john cena there's a totally other well, side that's to what he's
2: story. doing he waits till
1: she's in a position to not say no to spring it on her on purpose right if you've already moved all your stuff's going there i'd have been like hell no and like you'll have to formally evict me now
3: yeah like okay the fact that he sprung it on two different women the la- at the last minute like the 16 days before the wedding thing it's deliberate that's a yeah that's manipulative doing it the day that she moves in that's like that's not really like a like when when you sign a contract it should be freely of your own volition and not under duress
2: (laughs) it's just like signing your tenancy contract on the day you move in like you wouldn't really do that you need time to read it digest it possibly seek legal advice if you want to so it's really bad.
1: I think he knows she, he would. she would have been scared off. That's why he waited till she wanted to move. So this is a way for, again, once again, of him exploiting her, getting what he wants, and then waiting till she gets there and then springing on all these like conditions, right? If he had just given it to her up front, she would have time to think about it and maybe said no, but he doesn't want her. He wants her to live there, right? Yeah, he wants her to live there and he wants her to completely
2: obey him, which yeah. is why he did that. Pretty so, sick. Pretty, pretty sick. It, but from the very beginning of their relationship, from the time when he said I don't want marriage and kids, to the time when he was controlling, to the time they were in couples therapy, and you know, Cena basically said in a Rolling Stones interview, I'm selfish as fuck. When a man tells you who he is, believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Exactly. So, so after that, can um, see the guy. After that split, um, like Nikki gets with. I think he's called Artem, the dancer from Dancing with the Stars. Personally, I think Artem's a massive rebound um, because she's still thirsty for Cena, as far as I can see. And then in October 2020, Cena gets married to somebody else.
3: Oh, uh,
0: bum, uh, bum, bum.
2: what kind of crazy contract did he
3: make her sign this time?
0: Probably the same months. one. Spoiler play. It's
3: weird to me that the, the amount of time he has to date someone before marrying them gets shorter and shorter each time.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's just <laughs> he learning himself. These women. That's, what yeah. I... <laughs> That's what it comes back to. Like, what's, just... his, what's his new girl's name? <laughs> what's his wife's name she's called shay Shay. she's called shay um she, they met when he was filming a movie in vancouver and they dated for like it must have been less than 18 months because they got married on the down low like last october
1: Mhm. oh shay is canadian hey <laughs> this also seems again because he seems manipulative i would not be surprised if this was like a dig at nikki because men do stuff like this and i know we had
0: the Female Dating Strategy Podcast just commented, my favorite part of this is y'all assuming we don't have hoes. I don't know what that means. Drag men daily. And then it says DMs flooded. I don't know what any of that means. A
1: post on Instagram about how like sometimes men just give the next girl what you <coughs> wanted because they don't want to feel like they're the problem. Yeah. Especially because- FDS is in the chat, Mella yeah. Moved on with her life, right? She started dating someone else. She got pregnant and he looks like a tool bag. And
2: she ended the relationship.
0: By the way, shout out to the new mods. I made a few people mods. Congratulations.
2: Actually, right. like finally she entered as well. So that could also be possibly crushed ego, maybe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Also his new wife
3: Shay is an engineer, so I honestly think she's too good for him. Like she's above his He's position. John Cena his relationship
2: history. It just brings up so so many red flags. Um and from what he's said about himself, like he's very he's dedicated to his career, which is fine, but don't go then seeking out relationships that you just don't have time for. Like I just think that is just completely unfair and unreasonable and then you expect the woman to then do whatever you say to fit into your program and there's a big
1: age gap between his wife and him now because his wife's only 30 and he's 44 so that's also another red flag that's another red flag that's a red flag she's 30 that
0: (laughs) that's all right come on he got
1: a quickie marriage to a much younger woman uh, that he didn't date her, very much,
0: A so much she, younger woman In her 30s now Just the, after his <laughs> Old ex-girlfriend Got By the way like this stream, 21 more likes And I'll give away A channel membership 21 more likes There's 150 Married people watching
2: and has a child honest, What do y'all Ar- do is a rebound Because she was saying How or like when she had Her first child With, with Artem, uh Cena called her To congratulate her And then she And then she was saying How Are
0: anybody Who's watching this Wrestling fans Do you, any of you know What I'm talking What she's talking about Because there must be Some wrestling fans in the John the right I now. will
2: forever be tied. I'm like, what the fuck? That's no.
3: John and I will ever, forever be tied together. Oh my god, that's so pick me.
1: Her entire career is because she's connected to John Cena. She probably just doesn't feel comfortable going scorched doors on that relationship.
0: By the way, people are like, they want me to give FDS a membership. Unfortunately, the way the YouTube thing works is you can't choose who gets them. So if you're ever mad that you don't get them, I can't pick them. It's automatically decided by YouTube. I would love if they get one. The way she probably needs I would to. love nothing more. <laughs>
1: Because, I, I mean, at this point, I'm like, she's already independently famous. So I'd have been like, fuck John. And then moved on with my life because you can't unfamous her. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> so... true. If anything, going scorched earth would make her more famous. <laughs> yeah, she seems like pretty gracious about the whole thing, which I think says a lot about her, her character and like that she's overall Too gracious. probably a very kind-hearted person. But I think this is a time where she should be incredibly selfish because it's clear John Cena is going to do that.
3: Also, an article was posted three hours ago with the title, Nikki Bella explains why her and Artem, blah, 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 last name, can't pronounce (laughs) it, wedding keeps getting getting postponed. So it looks like her wedding with her new man just keeps getting postponed, and oh my god, that's so sad.
0: Because he's only got one love, and it's the country of China.
2: But is it her, is it him? The Republic? Well, well, she's currently in couples therapy with Artem as well. So it's like, ugh, sis.
0: Wait, are they buying into, like, is this really even life, or is this just, like, WWE, like, stories?
1: I'm not an anti-couples therapy, but it's just sort of, um, you just wonder why, right? Like, I feel like couples therapy should be for when the couple's already in a good place,
3: but often people use it as a sort of Hail Mary or a Band-Aid when, Yeah, exactly. like, the relationship's already on death's door.
2: And if you start having to go within the first, like, year, I would say, the relationship is in massive trouble, to be honest, because that should be the honeymoon stage, really i mean not the honeymoon stage but that should be the stage where you're getting comfortable you're enjoying each other not tashing it out with a therapist per se
3: yeah Mm -hmm. i would say if you have to go to therapy within the first year like you you're having a lot of fights and you're like oh let's go to couples therapy then yeah the relationship's not good but there are some couples and in fact my my own parents said like that they should have done this before they got married that they should have been more proactive about couples th- or about couples therapy not using it as a, a band-aid right before getting divorced like some some people just
1: do it like proactively just to like i don't yeah, know. that's
2: different yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so so that the reason that she's saying that their wedding has been postponed is because her husband or because artem wants his parents to be able to attend and i guess because of coronavirus they haven't been able to travel so that seems like actually maybe a legitimate excuse I mean, they can always mm. get the paper marriage and have the physical wedding later. A lot, of, a lot of people have been doing that, but yeah.
0: Do we know if they've been... Are they married now? Because it's from a year ago. Okay, Any okay, update?
2: But it could also be an excuse, so you never yeah. know. And I still don't understand why people have babies before getting married. Yeah, it's weird to have babies before getting married, yeah.
0: It's called a fucking accident. They had
2: a panty baby. <laughs> a pandemic baby? A yeah. panty baby, yeah. with the John Cena thing, I think it, it throws up a lot of lessons. Like, you know, the first one is that if a guy tells you that he doesn't want marriage or kids believe him don't stick around trying to change his mind don't talk yourself out of wanting what you want just to hang on to this guy yeah because there are other guys who will gladly give you what you want without hesitating and also the longer you stick around the more this guy thinks he's doing something because he must think oh well if she's sticking around then you know she must really 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 want me if she's willing to give all that up for me and that just inflates their ego
3: yeah yeah like never sacrifice what you
1: want just to keep a man who isn't even that great it's it's
2: literally never worth it and they would never do the same for you exactly okay
1: the other thing too is because she's at 30 she's 38 i guess she wanted to have the child right away i kind of don't blame her for that actually i kind of see where she's going with she's clock ticking now the wedding is getting postponed because of coronavirus. clock's ticking ladies i of seeing the reasoning it's sort of it's a weird couple of years i think on a normal timeline maybe like this is not an excuse but yeah yeah true
3: maybe
0: come on give it to fds give it to fds let's see who gets colonel sanders everybody yeah if it was not if there was not a pandemic
3: then i would be more suspicious but the fact that yeah it's been a weird couple years i can be i kind of get it yeah
1: also their baby looks so fucking cute they actually look so adorable their family is so precious (laughs) yeah their instagram (laughs)
2: is goals it's really cute but again you never know and also what was really cool is that she's got an identical twin sister Bri, and they were pregnant at the same time they think they gave birth within like two days of each other this is one of the weirdest episodes Mm -hmm. of this podcast that that is adorable
0: that's All right, hundred and fifty likes I'll also, give away when a guy says he't another hundred and fifty likes, I'll give another same, way because
2: what these yeah. men will do is they will waste like women's time and then they'll eventually like realize that they're running out of smoke, becoming decrepit, and they will <sighs> marry the next woman that comes along it's a this is why when I heard that Cena got married, I was like I'm not surprised he's done this. This is a tale as old as time. Look at George Clooney, for example. He had so many forever girlfriends. Even guys
1: like that, they start to reach the end of their rope of the, when they can realistically pull. Yeah. They always joke about women hitting the wall. Like, men do hit the wall. You
0: think, are you trying to say, Ro, I hope, I don't even know if this is Ro talking in the thing, but you guys are saying that George Clooney and John Cena are hitting the wall?
1: absolutely it's not like i think they all have this like like vision that they're going to be swinging bachelors into their 50s but that's just not the case there becomes a a stage where you either got they
0: just get tired of it you don't think they you don't think oh
1: my god prostitutes or like outright buy sugar babies or get in a relationship with a woman who actually likes you
2: right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know i don't think Cena looks bad at all like you know physically like in terms of his body he's he's probably in the top one percent but face wise he is looking his age like he's not the young, <laughs> you know, fresh-faced wrestler anymore. And he, I'm sure even he knows that now. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I, like, sometimes they say shit, which is just so unbelievable. They're trying to act like John Cena would have a tough time by getting chicks. Going shit.
1: Like, these guys who are in WWE, they're basically decrepit by the time they
2: retire because of the, the, the wear and tear. Yeah, so... I mean, their bodies might be fucked up. Has accelerated in that lifestyle. Ultimately, you just have to know your worth and when it's time to walk away from a relationship. And I just don't... I see a lot of women convince themselves that we have a great relationship, but um, but I want to get married and he doesn't. And it's like, you can't have half a marriage, you can't have half a child. I think like marriage and kids are probably the two things you cannot really negotiate on, and possibly religion as well. You can't really negotiate on. So... It's important to bear in mind what your deal breakers are and if you know marriage or kids or anything in a relationship is important to you you have to be willing to walk away if the person that you're with is not willing or able to give that to you
3: yeah also i have heard of cases where a woman really wants a child the man doesn't want it and so if they have a child the man will say something like "Okay." I'll let you have a child, but I won't do anything to contribute to it. I've seen a lot of these kids oh in like gosh. Breaking Mom, like the Breaking Mom subreddit. Yeah, and so these sorts of relationships often end up with a woman paying for all the child's expenses, doing everything. They're living in the same house, so she's still like cooking and cleaning for him, but he's just like a deadbeat with a mommy McBang maid like in the same house. So never be in a. That is so depressing. It's just <laughs> fucking sad that there are women out there who agree to that. <laughs>
2: like I've seen it the other way around as well, where the woman doesn't want to have kids, but the guy's like, No, 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 I want kids. I'll help. I'll help. Obviously, when the kid gets here. He doesn't do shit and so the kid is left with somebody the mother who ultimately didn't want them Yeah, the irony of that too is like they would have just been and then so they turned out to be serial to killers or, guy or something He wanted to
1: have kids so now they're, they're they're hanging on to this guy and they're robbing themselves of other opportunities and they're robbing their children Yeah of a father It feels just strange to me And I know that like a lot of people don't feel like oh, I love my kid right away and they might not feel warm fuzzy What
0: people don't love their kids? That's fucked feelings, up. but
1: you have something that's literally dependent on you to survive, and you can't. This lump, is
0: like psychotic. Stir up
1: a single fuck to give. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's fucked. Even if you don't want children, <laughs> it feels like low value as fuck to have the child and just like not not care for them that. at all. Yeah, no right shit. Like, yeah,
3: it's if, fucked know, up. Yeah, that is low value as fuck. But yeah,
2: I know people like to say, "Oh, FDS are only interested in men who are mega rich," which is a complete lie. But there are some women who are, and that's fine. But. Uh, they also come with their own problems and drawbacks like wealthy men they they often didn't become wealthy by being generous philanthropists right they know how to amass wealth and they also know how to retain wealth as well and if you i mean sometimes if you don't come into their orbit they don't see you as somebody who is um who's going to be an equal partner in their world they see you as a threat and they will do whatever they can to make sure that you don't get what's what's owed to you and they will do whatever they can to make sure that you're shut out as well so you also have to vet wealthy men really really carefully um they just because somebody's got money that doesn't mean that they'll be generous as we've seen with john cena when he put the the you have to give the gifts back clause in his prenup or or when he made nikki bella sign that ridiculous contract like that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be generous
1: towards there's him. this uh quote that i saw in people magazine where he was saying that like because she signed that contract he realized like oh she uh, she really likes him and she's really in it for the long haul it seems manipulative for him to say that but also it, it was all for naught wasn't it it didn't really matter in the at the end of the day because she still didn't get what she wanted and he he spent the rest of the relationship still treating her badly right so i feel like with nikki she should have caught her losses at some point yeah I mean, it's yeah. clear that like john cena just has no problem leeching off women for exactly as long as it benefits him and then not a second more yeah Yeah. and then not a second more and then and then secondly you know all the wwe wrestlers have a storyline right like i imagine like having a hot girlfriend and having that storyline between their love was also a big part of his story like he benefited from that yeah he benefited from Mm -hmm. that as well Right. Yeah. yeah if you're in but a situation where a not is, like, the same she did. your career in some way, you have to have this. You have to
3: adopt this like cold, ruthless mindset like men do. Of I'm only going to stay in this relationship for as long as it benefits me. And then as soon as it stops benefiting me, I'm going to end it. And when you're interacting with men, always keep.
0: I mean, mind- the problem with that thinking, though, is that there is an unfortunate biological reality where women are just getting you know like again you hit a point in your whatever early 40s maybe late 30s where you're like you can't have kids anymore right which is is a thing at the end of the day that you bring to the table whereas guys are kind of getting you know maybe they look worse slightly but not even all of them do the older they get
3: i'm like maximizing my own benefit maximizing my own benefit (laughs) like basically use him in a way that will be maximally beneficial to you and then take the emotions out of it altogether honestly like understand that that it almost seems like that what they had like with the whole WWE like story love storyline kind of thing um was like almost like commercializing their love story like understand that this is not like
0: by the way everybody yes this is fds in the chat this is them
3: true love this is like money <laughs> this is not yeah, money okay? exactly you have to approach these sort of these sorts of money making relationships with a
1: pragmatic mindset yeah this is this is again reality tv for men so
0: again not bad advice by the way the the whole do you do everybody you know live in a a reality and just make, you know, take care of yourself.
1: Engagement And the whole storyline is like part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. This basically like real Housewives if they were swole. (laughs) (laughs) But also know your worth, right?
3: Like it seems like Nikki Bella thought that she depended on John Cena for her career. When in fact it was him depending on her for his career. No. In some ways. And also
2: like, she doesn't need to beg a man to marry her at all. She's beautiful. She's accomplished. She's, she's extremely, extremely kind hearted. Like, and it just, it was really sad watching total, um, divas and total bellas because she would see her twin sister brie um like she found a guy who was absolutely crazy about her they got married had a kid and you know it would make you question you know what's wrong with me why won't he commit to me and it was just really really sad just like seeing her self-esteem just tank um each time he basically told her i don't want to marry you and i will never marry you he said that so many times to her also
3: rich men who don't spend money on you are equal in value to poor men yeah
2: oh yeah talk about it
1: right
3: yeah like let me let me let me go on this rant a little bit okay so men seem to think that when a man is high value it's like objective like the more attractive or the more tall or the more money he has the more objectively high value he is no like I'm of the view that women define men's value and if a man does not spend money on you as a woman or doesn't invest in you or treats you badly he could be a fucking billionaire or trillionaire whatever if he doesn't spend money on you he's just as good as the fucking homeless I love how they
0: put like treats you badly and don't spend money on you in, like, the same bucket.
1: Guy at the gas station. Yeah, he's bringing you zero value. He's just, like, like trying to, like, hook and bait you based on perceived lengthy value, but at the same time exploiting you with no investment on his part. Yeah.
2: That's just a scam. And even if he's buying you stuff as well, you need to think about proportionality. So let's say, for example, you have an engagement ring, that's 5,000 pounds, right? Just just for argument's sake. If he's earning, you know, $60 million a year, that's chicken feed. That's different if he was earning, yeah. say, £45,000 a year. So even if he's buying you gifts, like, you also need – I'm not saying you need to look at every price tag, but you also need to look at the effort and the sacrifice that's gone into such gifts. Mm-hmm. True. Um, well, what
0: happens if he has so much money that there's nothing that could impact him in any way? Then what? Because Like, it's so weird that, like, they're just so set on this whole proportionality thing where they're like, I just need you to just – like, I just need you to ding yourself in some sort of, you know – Uh, manner that that is uh substantial like why
2: how rich men can keep you in a box they can buy you a lot of stuff but if it's cheap shit or stuff that you don't want or stuff that you never asked for it's still selfish and self-centered because they're not thinking about what you want they're just thinking about how it makes them look just to say i gave you this because cena did get her stuff like he bought her designer bags and a Range Rover. but for somebody on cena's level like he was probably can
0: chicks just fucking give it up and just be like just Cut us checks, can you just cut us fucking checks?
2: worth around thirty million dollars at the time that's chicken feed like his like his car collection alone is worth millions like it isn't spoken about enough on the subreddit how to vet rich men because. Some people see rich men as the prize and the end goal, but you have to vet them really hard as well. Like don't be blinded by their wealth or or their assets because they will fuck you over in different ways to a broke man. Yeah,
1: yeah. and like we kinda of talked broke about the Dave Portnoy episode, like especially if they're the more famous partner or they have the platform, you can they can really destroy you in ways. So it's 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 almost more yeah it's the stakes are higher in some respects meaning like the risks are higher in some respects because this is a person that has infinitely more power than you you know legally socially economically or whatever uh way that they built their wealth so even if you do get in this relationship you have to make sure that you have some kind of like recourse if you just decides to pull everything like are you going to be homeless is he going to destroy you know if he's a rich guy that works in your industry is he going to destroy your future job prospects like there's so many ways it could go badly if you're not careful in vetting
3: Very high risk, I'd say. I I agree, actually. I mean, I will
0: agree with you, and I've said this before. It's like I've said this many times. Yes, it is one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make is picking the right partner. You fuck that up, that'll fuck up your whole life. someone
3: who's dated wealthy men, it is very high risk. The things that they can do to you when you don't have your own wealth is, yeah,
2: don't underestimate that. It can leave you vulnerable, which is why you have to, you have to bet them as well and make sure that you are approaching them from a place of security. Mm-hmm.
0: 27 more likes and I'll give away another uh, membership. Maybe one of them will be to the female dating strategy podcast. Mm-hmm. Who I'm knows?
1: desperation and going goo gaga over them just because they're it. That's why we don't do the gold digger strategy thing because it's just not, it's not, it's not FDS in the sense of like you, you're so much better off. Although we're not anti gold digger. But we're not anti gold digger, but it's just not, it's, not it's just more or less like speak for yourself, bro. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, not like, joking. we're not like, okay, I, I think I talked about this in the Patreon. Like, there's an aspect of a lot of the gold digger type videos where they're big on like the femininity training and learning how to um, be seductive to a man or uh, signal your submission to him, etc And all those things make you look like a clown if you don't have anything else going for you, quite frankly. Because mm. again, if you don't, if you have your own wealth, your own platform, your own network, your own circle then you can come to that person uh, in a position of more power Right? then, if you're just trying to do the femininity training and then essentially they may or may not look at you like a working class side piece side piece right side yeah, piece. When it comes to marriage. men
3: generally tend to marry within their own social class yeah, they, men want true. to marry their equal or someone better than them so that's i think that's, that's why he married shay so quickly because she's an engineer she's beautiful she's accomplished i think she's actually too good for him right that's why we say it she's, she's not
0: too good for john cena why because she's a fucking engineer big fucking what what does she val- build like the world trade center or something
3: man you have to be a high value woman because high value men want high value women
2: and just to tee off what rose said as well you can have you can still have, and this is where fds i think takes the dent strategy to a different level is that you can have the looks the the career um the social circles everything going for you like nikki bella did but if you don't if you don't have rock solid standards and boundaries
0: by the way this is a uh, very well said by naomi uh she says they want men to take a dent in finance to equalize you taking a dent in your time slash age bearing years that could not be said better Shout out you, to Naomi. You still
2: get fucked over by men. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. You know how successful you are outside of the relationship. If you don't,
0: Roe, if you're looking for a new uh, co-host uh, for FDS for Lilith, consider Naomi. I think she lives in Canada too. It would be a seamless replacement. I mean, come
2: into the relationship with clear standards, boundaries, and deal breakers, and not only having them but being willing to enforce and act upon them as well. Yeah. And that's and, and this is why FDS drills home the message that you need to have standards and boundaries to ensure that you are living as authentically as you can and also so that you can ensure that the relationships with men that you have are actually serving you and making you truly happy and giving you what you want yeah well said savannah and here ended the lesson <laughs> i also want to talk and that's about the this end of the wrestling
0: this
3: episode <laughs> this, this I've been wait- no, no no because from a legal standpoint it's the most manipulative <laughs> fucking thing i've ever seen
2: Okay okay. okay, okay, okay. We'll give you a bit of like bonus content preview, guys. We'll just go. Um, we'll just do a straight roast of this, of this, of, of oh, this at the end. Moving in contract.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just need like five minutes for that because because like okay, first of all, uh, it specified that she was a guest. Like the contract said that she was a guest, which is okay first of all it's like evil genius because if she's not a resident like if it legally defines her as a guest and not a resident then that means she has basically no legal rights
1: again the question is, is how legal is that you can't like most states it's like if you live continuously in a place for more than two weeks the state recognizes that as your domicile so again sometimes I feel like they pad out these contracts with all these clauses that are actually against actual state law and it's just an intimidation
2: tactic it is I mean but again but but again it's the fact that he even gave her one in the first place that's deeply problematic
0: I mean that is yeah. a fucking yeah. ballsy move if you're a dude she moves in you go hey can you just sign this 75 page contract the reason why i think this is manipulative
3: is because it creates that it's like dread game like it creates that uncertainty in her
2: yes that's it dread game that's it yes
3: so it's basically it's like creating insecurity in the relationship she's thinking oh like he could kick me out at any moment so i better not get in a fight with him right it creates the same insecurity as like triple talak does in uh you know triple talk in islam you can like say talak 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 and divorce your you know divorce a woman on the spot so it creates this like insecurity the woman is thinking like oh i better not like, oh, I better not piss him off. I better not do this so that he could divorce me on the spot, right? So it causes women to police themselves and to just put it puts them in a more like submissive state. So that's why yeah. I mean, it's actually just just crazy,
0: though. I'm looking up the contract right now. And this is uh, one of the line items that have set Nikki the most was Cena's referral to her as a guest. Although this is from the contract, although I do not wish to be formal. I do not want there to be any misunderstanding regarding your presence at the home as my guest. He wrote. This is to the girl who's moving into his house. In the event that I ask you to vacate the home, you agree to immediately vacate the home and remove any and all items you have brought into the home as soon as possible. Guys, we gotta normalize this kind of behavior. Every guy, no matter what kind of home you live in, seventy-five pages, minimum contract.
3: That's what I mean by being like course of control, right? Um and then the other thing was that he said that the reason why he needed this contract was because oh i support my family i'd be damned to let anyone take that away from me he's basically saying he's afraid of like a woman rinsing him and he's basically
2: saying she's afraid she's a gold digger because he's giving it to her
3: and then but i'm reading this article about in people magazine describing him like telling her and it sounds to me like really fucking like this is an example of men using emotional manipulation to get women to be like oh okay baby i'll let you walk all over me and shit on me because you're such a nice person he basically said like i support my mom i support my brother blah 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 this is why this is so important to me and she's thinking oh well, i guess you're fucking me over because you're a good person kind
2: of thing and, and also haven't you noticed as well because this has happened to me in the past when men will either directly or indirectly label you as something so one time a guy called me possessive because it then puts you on the defensive to prove that you're not that way it's almost like making you do a monkey dance to prove that you're not that way but then you'll start behaving in- this
0: is sped up by the way we're on one and a quarter speed i i 1.5 a little too fast
2: a way that is appealing to them because you want to prove to them that you're not
3: like this undesirable label, thing yeah if
2: that makes sense
3: yeah men do this all the time when they call women like oh you're materialistic oh you're this and th-. like yeah. men will accuse women of b- being materialistic yeah so that women go oh i'm not materialistic, I'm not materialistic. Yeah. you don't need to do yeah. anything for me you don't need to like you can shit all over me and disrespect me and i'm not going to expect anything. i mean are there
0: not things that are just uh observable and objective like can are there materialistic women
3: i don't know. I think so that i'm not materialistic they'll demonize normal behavior in women yeah. as like or you know Wanting security or wanting investment, they'll demonize that as, like, oh, you're materialistic, oh, you're possessive, you're a gold digger, blah, blah, blah. And that puts women, yeah, like savannah said, it puts you on the back foot to prove that you're not, but that forces you to behave in a way that's beneficial to men.
1: Yeah, don't accept their labels, right? Because the other thing, too, is materialism is like subjective to a certain extent. Some guys think you're materialistic if you want to eat at a restaurant that's not a fast food joint, right? it's yeah. so subjective in some respects so even when i see things like especially if you were on a dating profile they're like i don't like materialistic women it's like immediate swipe left man because this is a person who's going to uh who's already like made a decision or like categorized people in a certain way without any type of nuance so he's already decided that you don't deserve shit yeah. and that
3: he's gonna like try to negotiate down your standards exactly and so then the last point that i wanted to make about this was that uh two weeks before their wedding she called it off because um, she quote john acted more and more like he was doing her a favor by somehow conceding to go ahead and marry her the insider said nikki doesn't need a pity proposal a pity wedding a pity husband. she's phenomenal tremendous woman agreed she is a phenomenal tre- tremendous woman however the um the idea that i i'm so glad that she walked away at this point because this <clears throat> line about oh he acted like he was doing me a favor by marrying me that is like if she had married him he probably would have been a fucking abuser because that's what abusive yeah, men say absolutely. And like, they, they act like they're the prize that they're doing you such a favor by marrying you. And that anytime you step out of line or do something they don't like, they're just like, oh, you know, I guess you're not appreciating my valiant efforts to (laughs) marry you or whatever. Right. They, they act like they're the prize. And then they, it's their way of like devaluing you. Right. Devaluation is one of the first steps in narcissistic abuse. And so that is such a huge red flag. And I'm so, so glad that Nikki Bella saved herself from that. I'm really scared for Shay, like his current wife, because this is how he is. Right. And so I hope that she's like smart and savvy enough to, to get out while she still can
2: uh shay if you happen to be listening to this just don't forget that is here for you yeah um, you can find us over on our account <laughs> and our subreddit our fds yeah. we are here for you
1: yeah we are we will stand you yeah and that's our show check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female for weekly bonus content
0: all right that has been episode 40 of the female dating strategy podcast scrote decode Cena and in his insane 75 page girlfriend contract that was an interesting one uh uh i, I don't want to if Roe's still in the chat i assuming again it's ro uh love the under hour episodes that's great um th- that is great and shout out to the female dating strategy i don't know if they're still in the in the chat but uh thanks for watching oh the next one's only 47 minutes here we go here we go shout out none of your business uh welcome new founding member not a scrote founding member appreciate you still and we had one other one that i missed i saw it and then i missed it i'm sorry whoever you were uh do not take it personally i was looking away and then it disappeared so on to the next episode episode 41. uh chad turn uppington was that really them in the chat can we confirm this i can confirm this It is 100% them. Um, It's because I can go click the three dots and it says go to their uh, channel or whatever. And it took me to the channel that I stream all the episodes from. It's 100% them. Episode 41, we're going to play it. Uh, It's titled Strategic Incompetence. Men mysteriously bad at things they want women to do. And let me tell you, if you think it's only guys doing this, you are... Incorrect. This is women do this shit all the time. Uh, without further ado, let's get to
1: it.com forward slash the female dating strategy, where you can find weekly bonus content and FDS commentary on all the latest pop culture, relationship, and dating news with FDS and feminist theme books, as well as nice little matches, new intro, t shirts, mugs, and the opportunity to discuss topics with the exoscope queen and Gnostics discussions. What's up, Queens? What's Welcome up, Queens? To the Female Dating strategy podcast, the meanest, female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro and I'm Savannah and I'm Lila. Eleven more likes, by so the way. Today we're going to talk a little bit about strategic give away incompetence, a membership. the bane of my existence. First, let's define the terms. What is strategic incompetence? Strategic incompetence is when someone, primarily men in this context, uh, intentionally pretends that they are incapable of doing something in order to get out of undesirable tasks. So this is also called weaponized incompetence. Yep. It's when someone is generally using their incompetence either What's as up, Wesley? Thanks for the super chat or because they just straight up want to shovel more responsibility onto someone else. And they themselves get to do less while still taking on a lot of the glory, which we'll talk about. It's also called the
0: – I'm definitely – my relationship with my girlfriend is we, we basically both do this. <laughs> this is a bit of a comedy of errors.
3: The of the male bumbler. And we'll leave some links in the show notes for more articles about this.
1: Personally, I found that men just get way more leeway to be incompetent from the time we're actually children. And part of that starts with like minimizing the impact of their behavior by making comments like boys will be boys, meaning if they do something specifically dumb, ill-advised, unwise, society and mostly little girls are taught that it's our place to kind of keep making allowance for them, allowances for them to keep repeatedly mess up things.
3: Yeah, I think the the strate- male strategic incompetence starts out in childhood. This is a tactic that men learn from a very young age when they're little boys, when they'll do their chores badly, uh, and their mom usually, you know, like the overwork, she's already working a full-time job, as well as doing all the child care, all the domestic labor, and so on. A lot of moms who you know in 50 50 relationships especially tend to you know they just don't have the time to sit there and just patiently force the boy to do the chore over and over and over again until he gets it right you know and so she'll often these moms will just be like "Ah, like i'll just do it myself kind of thing and because it's easier to just do it herself than to force a boy to learn it correctly and so i think that's why that's part of the reason why we have this epidemic of strategic incompetence is because boys who were just given way too much leeway when they were children I want to say that, like, this is something that I've had a problem with in most of my relationships, mainly because I'm the sort of person where, like, I like to be in charge. I, you know, um, you know, eldest daughter, used to taking care of others. And I've noticed this dynamic a lot where it tends to be women who are oldest daughters who end up with men like this because they're used to yeah. taking care of others and other people being mm. incompetent around them. Um, so if you're an eldest daughter or if you're just like an alpha bitch like me, like, beware of this strategy because I've had that moment where I'm like, motherfucker, you? you're just going to be incompetent. I'll just do it myself. Right. But. For me i've learned the lesson the hard way that part of good leadership is delegation and getting other people to do the tasks that you don't want to do absolutely and so part of like one of the lessons that i've learned with fds is by offloading some of those undesirable
1: tasks onto men and my life like emotional labor? you don't have to do it all yourself ladies yeah so there there seems to be two types of women it's the women that see male incompetence and then feel like it's their role to help or feel like it, they're improving their relationship by helping a man achieve whatever he wants to achieve. Even if it's like menial tasks or doing a menial task for him. And then there's the kind of women like me who are immediately turned off by male incompetence. <laughs> like yeah. It just makes my, <laughs> it honestly just makes my vagina dry all the way up. Like, when I, You know why?
0: Because, uh, you know, maybe this is sexist, but incompetence seems more like a kind of chick thing. Just
1: look at a guy and I feel like he can't handle things because then he just feels like a liability or like another child right and as a person who has younger siblings myself as well um i've never i have fortunately never fallen into this role with men because it's so odious to me like i'm like okay so what are you my little brother you know and this is this happens sometimes with guys with like quote unquote nice guys or, or male friends they could be attractive but if i get a whiff that they need too much for me then it, it just it takes me out of sexual attraction mode to them to like mothering them and i, I there's those two modes for me are completely separate
2: Hmm. Yeah. hopefully like i feel
1: like i have to mother you i can't be sexually attracted to you is there a sexual identity label for that probably like competent sexual <laughs> competent sexual yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a
2: composexual i'm only sexually attracted to competent men <laughs> but they'd say like a sapiosexual possibly intelligent i don't know
3: yeah no that's intelligence but there's a lot of intelligent men who are also incompetent so there's that that is
2: very true that is very true
1: yeah it's not just intelligence it's like the ability to do things right instead of just say things yeah their executive function yeah because a lot of a lot of smart men just say a lot of shit and do nothing and and that gets on my nerves really quickly as well so i will say
3: that like for me it also does decrease sexual attraction that's for sure but um i think for me it was something that was more normalized just because that was a dynamic that my parents had a lot so my dad you know he didn't want to do if he didn't want to do chores if he didn't want to do something or didn't want to go to the grocery store or whatever my dad would just consistently do a bad job of most things it's
0: literally the homer so simpson my mom thing. just got
3: sick of it and just would just
0: keep, being homer simpson
3: you know lose it and she would just do it herself and so I did want to point out also for any men listening into this the impact that that has on the family dynamic because these sorts of men they'll do this as a short-term way of avoiding having to do chores but long term it caused me to have basically zero respect for my dad Um, And zero respect for men in general, right? So I think that that's... That's healthy.
0: That sounds like a healthy thing to say, that you have zero respect for men in general because of a thing, uh, just one kind of characteristic of your father
3: um all right maybe that explains a lot of why my psyche is the way that it is because yeah I, <laughs> and why i generally like devalue men or don't see them as i love couples. how they
0: they they'll be like on one episode like you know we don't hate all men and then now the they're like are suitable
3: yeah. for leadership because it's like man, if you can't pick up a broom or you can't manage a grocery list at the grocery store maybe you shouldn't be exercising any decision making power at all yeah a lot of media
1: i've noticed sets up that dynamic i think for comedic effect yeah, I don't think it's often explored as a form of emotional abuse. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because
2: I'm manipulation.
1: Yeah, a manipulation. It's not really funny if your other adult partner can't do something as simple as like remember people's birthdays or uh, remember to send out Christmas cards, like things that are. They try to make it seem like oh, these are just things that women think are important and are important, and men are too manly. Or, or
0: I mean, I will tell you that it is uh, like I don't know, maybe I, I. This is me personally, but my. Uh, girlfriend, uh, her her birthday was last week, and then she's like, you know, I I really like getting a card, so I got her a card. I couldn't give two shits about getting a card. She's my birthday's coming up. She's like, I got you two cards. She literally said that. She goes, I got you two cards. I didn't. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I don't give a shit about fucking cards. Or busy doing. Uh, female dating strategy podcast says Danny looks like the before picture in a 1950s ad for Listerine. I have no idea what that means. But I didn't pay for a roast to so you're giving it to me for free.
2: Whatever they want to do, watching sports. But I don't know what that means. Um, because I've not actually <laughs> like, been with somebody who's done this to a massive extent. I tend to weed them out pretty quickly because I've got zero patience. Like My patience is like, sub-zero. I get it from my mom. So if somebody's acting stupid, I would just be like, I don't got time for this. But I think there are ways to to vet if a man is... By the
0: way, two more likes, and I'll give away another uh, membership, and maybe we will go to FDS.
2: Prone ...to utilizing weaponized incompetence in the very very early stages of dating so for example oh yeah so for example <laughs> does he put the onus of planning a date on you and when i say this i don't like necessarily mean does he ask you out because a lot of men will ask you out but it's what happens after that is he like does he back it back in your court like i once had a guy who was like oh you know let's go out for dinner i was like cool that sounds good and then he was like oh so like so... <laughs> and then he was like okay so you know like uh, where should we go and I was like, "But you asked me out." <laughs> like,
0: yeah, because women are fucking to difficult. I'm
2: like, I'm not yeah, just gonna plan it for you, so a guy can ask you out, and we recommend that, um, you know, an FDS the guy should ask you out. But it's how he handles that afterwards. Like if he's batting it back in your court saying, "Corey, Holder, a or "I'm not familiar with the area." Like Google is free. What time should we meet? I mean, yeah. Google is free. So what time would I she? Don't would don't she? Get away would, with that would, as well? Because they're slowly. T-
0: I just had a stroke. What time should we meet? You're not allowed to say what time should we meet that's off limits all f- limits. i didn't even that was not even intentional by the way at all uh at all um but
2: okay some of the, the, of planning should, the back crazy.
3: yeah i think that's exactly why i ended up with so many guys who would do the strategic incompetence because again pre-fds again i'm like the sort of person i like to be in charge um, if a guy was like, oh, where do you want to go? I'm like, I know exactly where I want to go and what time. And then, you know, I'm like, I-, I like to be the decision maker. And so I, at the time, would, would be fine with that, with guys putting the onus on me to plan the date, as long as he paid for it. I mean, that's doesn't really matter if he puts the effort into planning it. No, and then I would end up with all these like incompetent
1: man So is it or isn't I'd it? I'd be like, wait, how did this happen? Well, it was because I didn't vet them correctly. I didn't eliminate the ones who were low effort from the beginning. Yeah, that's that's an important uh, context around the dinner date strategy that's so often lambasted by our critics is that part of the reason why we need men to initiate and plan dates is to show that they have the barest minimums of competence of an an initiative right
2: because Mm -hmm. if they can't be
1: bothered to do that from the beginning then more than likely it's downhill from there it's one thing to say like oh i like this kind of food would you want to go to this kind of restaurant and maybe not have all the details worked out it's another thing to put the ball totally in your court and then expect you to be the one that has to plan the entire date right Like, like they should have suggestions or something just show that they're they have any type of forethought and planning into the date that they're trying to take you on. Yeah. Extra points. If there's like some good reason, right. Meaning like they're a fan of a particular chef. Maybe it's like an event that's popular that they've never been to, or they thought you'd like, I mean, there's so many ways in which they can just show, I'm going to do the most barest of minimum effort here. Yeah. so many stories about weaponized incompetence well let's hear them
2: tell us your tales of woe tell tell us your tales tales of woe
3: (laughs) okay so i dated this one guy who um acted like doing dishes was this like crazy you know complicated like impossible task um And we had a rule, because he didn't know how to cook either, and I liked to cook, and so I would cook and he would clean. Like, that was our our deal. Um, So he, of course, loved it when I cooked, but he never wanted to hold up his end of the bargain. So what he did was just just put all the dishes in the sink and, like, fill up the sink and then just leave the water there for until like the next day
0: yeah that's uh, an day, age course, old it's
3: the water's gone cold blah 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 and i'd be like that's gross you shouldn't just leave dishes in the sink overnight he's like but i need them to soak no yeah you the don't. soak is when you do the dishes immediately <laughs> when you do dishes immediately after eating you... i mean
0: sometimes certain pots and pans you do need to let them soak a little bit but the the whole the, oh we just gotta let them all soak for 48 hours or need something. To soak
3: them, first of all <laughs> so <laughs> so there's that (laughs) and then also like so we had these like plastic lunch containers right And when you're washing dishes by hand um sometimes like if there's like oil or something on the plastic you have to like you have to like scrub extra hard right Mm. and so i just remember this one time like he's washing he would just like sort of rinse the dishes almost with water he wouldn't like properly use soap and just like put them on the drying rack yeah and then i'd i'd and this happened all the time where like most of the time when he did dishes, there would still be food residue on it. And that just drove me crazy. And so I'd like pick up the plastic container and be like, I'd wipe my finger with it and, be, and it would leave a mark behind. <laughs> I'm like, y- you know, did you wash these dishes? Oh <laughs> he's like, gosh. yeah. I'm like, then well, why is there still food residue on it? And he's like, oh, well, I, blah, blah. I like, just did the whole male incompetent, bumbling, gibberish sound. And then, you know, so I, 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 this is a moment where I actually like lost it. I might have been a little bit crazy and I was like, okay, I'm going to show you how we do dishes here and then like turn on the faucet use the soap and like physically like forced him to do the dishes right in front of me and he would like wipe it and then um it wouldn't get it off it wouldn't get the oil off and he just kind of like threw up his hands in this like oh like how are you even supposed to clean a dish as as it's just this impossible no. yeah he was just like well how are you even supposed to get the oil off and i'm like you put some fucking
0: up- well also by the way so uh the fds chat now they're coming for my teeth which literally my teeth are actually I have pretty good teeth uh, but at least we know it's not Savannah making these comments, if you know what I mean, about teeth. i oh, grease
3: into it, and then scrub, 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 and then I wash the, I wash the dish, and then dried it and then shoved it in his face and was like see now there's no oil on it you just have to put in some fucking effort and you never put in effort and blah blah, blah. so here's the thing i genuinely think that strategic incompetence is a form of emotional abuse it's causing the other person to like doubt their perception of reality of <laughs> i don't know or they're trying to do that anyways they're trying to make it seem like this really simple task is a lot harder it's not than a it fake account just makes the other Telling person you. just go crazy right it's crazy making like it's a crazy yeah. making tactic and so and and, th- and that's the thing is like these guys would do this slow crazy making on me and then when i finally lost it they'd act like i'm the mean and horrible person in the relationship um and that's the other thing to keep in mind with the strategic incompetence guys is they'll often make it out make it seem like oh it was the woman who was actually abusive because she got mad at him for his long level her, his long-term low-level mental abuse and strategic incompetence yeah. i mean
0: strategic incompetence isn't abuse it's just being a piece of shit and i mean everybody in a relationship is a piece of shit in some way it's just that's how. Maybe guys do it, but I mean, you know, girls do that He's stuff it. too. It's so where
2: you're dating a man or like oh, walking biohazards, <laughs> leaving food scraps. It's like, oh gosh.
3: I know. Wait I... till they
0: find out that he doesn't wipe his ass,
2: apparently. No, the,
3: the things that I did before FDS. Ugh. But I haven't had to deal with that since, since finding FDS, right? This is all pre-FDS, so I'm just roasting my past clown self. <laughs>
2: uh, but I think that's that's also why as well. In the early By the way, I
0: guess that the guy she's talking about was probably like 22 years old.
2: Dating ...stages, a lot of men, especially when I was on, on online dating they would say stuff like oh you can cook for me oh you can um do this for me do that for me as well i think us because women have Mm -hmm. also been conditioned to be of service to other people men also know this as well so if you say for example i'm really good at cooking or i give really good massages for example like not like happy ending massages just like normal massages Ah, they they seem to just like quickly (laughs) latch on to that as well so you sort of have to be careful in how you present yourself i know you know just like all of us want to present as our fabulous selves but you can bah. it's very easy to attract the the male bumbler who is going to use that like, weaponizing competence, especially if he knows that you're good at something
0: but, i mean i would say you ladies you got to start getting better at selecting guys i don't know you keep it seems like you just have this pattern where you just keep selecting dudes who are all incompetent just like because
2: this. you're good at something that doesn't mean that he shouldn't <sighs> and cannot develop himself in fact that's all the more reason to want to develop yourself if your partner is say really good with finances and you're not and you don't quite understand finances that's all the more reason to get better it's not a reason to just not do anything that's why i've always seen it anyway
3: that's that's another thing is like a lot of pick me um type women will be like will often advertise their services you know like they'll be like i cook i'm clean i'm i'm one of the good women right and they think that by doing that they're going to attract like a trad man who will like you know, earn a paycheck and like be the head of the household and stuff. And it's like, nah, says, you're just attracting a male bumbler. It's okay. True. Like, you're going to end up being a baby. I mean,
2: they might attract a trad man, but he won't appreciate anything she's, she's doing for him.
3: No, but she's not going to be attracting a competent trad man. A man man who's actually, like, good at leadership, I feel is not going to be the sort of, like, low-value scrote to, like, latch on to. Like, men go into the dating world. Men like that go into the dating world looking for a female caregiver. They're not actually looking for a girlfriend or an equal. They're looking for someone who will be their mommy.
1: (laughs) A female chaperone for their
3: life. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they didn't learn how to be an adult. And honestly, I know that, like... It's bad to blame women, blah blah blah. But honestly, I do very much blame their mothers because most of these no, guys have just ri- are Never just, blame women. Most of these guys, their mothers are just like ride or die Queens. boy moms who think that their precious little son is the most amazing, special, golden dick little thing on the planet. Golden not Do anything. What? For- what the
0: fuck was that about? Every single
3: one of these guys had moms that just like served them hand and foot and would do everything for them. And like cut their fucking pancakes into little pieces and chew it and spit in their mouth for them and shit, right? Like they're used to women doing absolutely every single thing for them, like a little baby bird.
1: Calling up their employer to make sure they get a job, calling the admissions office to make sure that their precious little son gets into college because they didn't even bother to turn in their essay. A lot of teachers complain about this, (laughs) <laughs> a lot yeah, of times yeah. there's uh, like an over-involved mom and a super in- strategically incompetent son but the mom is like constantly doing everything and it's like well you're not the one who's in I mean school. the
0: son's not strategically incompetent he's actually
3: incompetent
1: well it's your son who's supposed to be learning these things but the mom feels like if I don't do these things he's never going go to college or he's not gonna be successful but then she Correct. just teaches him to do nothing
3: I actually think that these these sorts of mothers I think that this is like a deliberate um like way of keeping him dependent on her Um, yeah, that's why I do. I do hold women responsible for this in this case.
0: Women, you heard it here first. Everything is your fault.
3: Um, Well, I've seen
1: that too with like trad wives, right? Boy moms, but also just in general with trad wives is that they have to, in some respects, they have to justify their paycheck. Right. So they get way, way over involved in their children's lives. That's why even if you have the opportunity to stay home, I feel like past your children being in literal infancy, it's probably better for you to have your own hobbies, business or something, even if you don't necessarily work full time. Have your own life, yeah. You know, yeah, have your own life because your children really do need the space to figure things out on their own. Yeah, and With a lot pretty, of these helicopter moms and tried wife moms. They're, they're-
0: Holy shit. She's talking about helicopter moms right now. And then literally in the chat, she just said helicopter parenting Danny so he doesn't end up a lifelong screw up
1: so over in Crazy. their children's Love life, life. Yeah. tiger moms too and then all it does is yeah teach either their kids to lie to them a lot or um teaches yeah. them to be strategically incompetent and that's like a bad habit
3: that's the other thing is these guys are all liars that's the other thing is they're all very good at lying and they do this thing where if you're mad at them they'll just lie to your face sheepishly as a way to avoid responsibility um and again this is another thing that i think men learn in childhood so Women with sons. If you have a son, do not let him fucking pull this shit on you. Okay, <laughs> like save your future daughter-in-law the trouble. Teach your son to be confident from a young age. If he tries this strategic... how do you do that? It's
0: like you, you say, like it's so goddamn easy. What do you do? You hit him. Like, thing. You have to sit down with how? him and
3: maybe force him to go, force him to go over it over and over and over again, however long it takes until he gets it. Don't condition him to think that um, strategic com-
1: incompetence is a useful way to get out of doing chores. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. I know it can be really, really frustrating for parents. So. I know neither of, none of us are parents, so it's not like we're trying, we're not trying to go or be overly critical of parents that are really, really busy. But I think um, it's kind of like training a dog. If you put in the little extra effort or the consistent effort, then it just becomes a lot easier in the long run. But it can be hard to find the time to train your dog extensively.
2: But the thing is, I often find as well in these like so-called traditional families, if they have a daughter, she knows how to do everything. Um, it's a very, yeah. very gendered sure. phenomenon because even if the parent is super busy, the daughter somehow usually end up knowing how to, to, to <laughs> how to function as an adult, and that's partly because the social consequences of being incompetent for women are much greater than it is for men.
1: That's so true. I can, I can say in my family dynamic too. It was that um, my mother was way harder and more strict on me and my sister mm-hmm. and then my brothers so my brothers would always find some reason yeah, why they couldn't come home or they had something else to do whereas like i'd say even my father is this way too like they were all paranoid i was gonna go out and get pregnant so they were just like literally they micromanaged literally all of my life right compared to mm-hmm. my brothers where they could be like oh i'm gonna go outside and then nobody hears from them for a couple hours and it's not a big deal right so yeah. some of that too i think is just the over parenting of daughters in general because people tend to ironically project that girls are easier to go off the rails if you don't micromanage their lives versus boys but then well you know, they're just more
0: likely to get like kidnapped and murdered and all that stuff uh shout out to ryan turner welcome to the Scroats. Started the first day of your well, that's life.
1: actually not true because there's just so much more shit men can get into. Like the worst thing happens to girls. Or obviously not even the worst thing that happens to girls, but like one of the, the more consequential decisions that girls can get into is like if you get pregnant young or if you're having sex and you get pregnant young, but like boys, you I mean you gotta worry about them being involved in some kind of real sociopathic activity, like gang activity, becoming a school shooter, <laughs> like something that's actually like
0: a- Yeah, women. We need more female school shooter representations. It's disgusting. It's twenty twenty two. Let's what are you waiting for? Problem
1: for society. Um, And yet boys are just more allowed to run free unsupervised in a way that I feel like I wasn't allowed to as a girl. And I know a lot of my other peers that the girls are just more micromanaged in general because of this like anxiety. They're going to get pregnant.
3: Yeah, I've noticed this dynamic, too, in a lot of the families where there's a strategically incompetent man. He almost always has a sister who's hyper competent. And that's my aunt. Um, So my aunt is the youngest child. And yet she was parentified. Like she had to be almost like a parent to her older brothers and would like cook and clean for her older brothers it was fucking weird anyways but now she's like now she's incredibly wealthy and has her own company is literally a millionaire now boss. so like, good for her boss. queen boss. Boss. and my dad's an incompetent fucker with multiple failed businesses so there you go <laughs> scrote um but yeah so so that's the other thing is like it is sort of a double-edged sword in that it's unfair the way they treat their daughters but a lot of the time they end up growing up to become extremely competent. And the boys, even though, you know, they get out again, it's a short term reward, long term suffering thing where like, yeah, in the short term, they might get out of doing chores and they're like, yeah, I get to be lazy. But long term, it ends up fucking up their entire life and they are not able to hold down long term relationship. Ah, not able agreed.
0: To- it's a good thing to have self-discipline to, to succeed stuff like that.
3: in, you know, any <laughs> decision that they make any kind of like long term effort decision that they might want to make. They just don't have the grit. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, and it kind of sucks because we have this whole, gen- and this is why I generally think like women are just better than men is because I was raised around incompetent men and hyper-competent women. And we have a whole generation that's like that now of like high achieving women and low achieving men.
2: I think the flip side to what Lilith just said is yeah, that yes. the women who grow up in these households where they are made to be over-responsible for their family members can end up being, or feeling over responsible, like for their partner, and this is where we see it all the time, especially on Reddit. They love to say the good old communicate advice is that if a woman says, "Oh, my boyfriend can't wash his ass," the instant reaction is, <laughs> "But can you show him? Like, you know, you should show him how to wash his asshole. You should go in the shower, scrub him up, and show him like how to do it."
0: They're obsessed with dudes not washing their asshole. Like this is like such common and that practice. That sort of carries
2: over, so these women can be like phenomenal in their professional life because known. that drive and that competence was instilled in them but that may not translate to their personal life because they've grown up thinking that it's normal. Uh,
0: Shout out to Does It Glow, $50 super chat. Please open the phone line for FDS to call in. Ro, if you want to call in, DM me on Twitter, at Danny Jokes. I'll uh, I'll give you the number you can call in. If you want to call in, the phone lines are always open to a queen. Always, always open to to a queen. ...to
2: be incompetent. Even if they know that the man should be capable of, say, washing his own ass or washing the plates, they end up feeling like they have to teach him anyway. And that's what makes me really sad. Just like seeing the oh, just tell him that it's not okay to to not to not leave skid marks in your boxes or to to wash or to wash up after yourself. Breaking mom on Reddit is full of stories like that. Ugh. Honestly, that sub is like the best form of natural birth control.
1: Yes, honestly, though it is. It's sad because you. I feel like a lot of women don't realize how much they fucked up on their choice of partner until their children come until they have children and then yeah. they realize all those like cute ways which he would forget things and all those like quirky parts about him are actually a really big fucking problem because now you have a tiny human that's dependent on you and you have an adult man who can't do the most basic of tasks so yeah. It's, yeah it quickly becomes not cute he's basically another child and then also their strategic incompetence is a way for them to like uh so actually this is something that genuinely pisses me off another aspect of strategic incompetence is so that they can have more freedom to uh, cheat and have a social life Mm, yeah yeah right and then yeah. put all of the burden of childbearing on the woman while pretending like they're so
0: by the way so uh whoever's in the the female dating strategy or remaining things she goes uh danny is an op uh we deployed him to sell fds merch to males which i gotta say right here i got my scrote tears mug can you confirm or denied was this based off of us me and Ryan? Because this looks exactly like us. Is it, or is it just a coincidence? We bought two of them, by the way. So shout out to the queens. We bought two scrot tears mugs. I don't get paid anything to say this. Some great
1: involved dad. And a lot of the Breaking Mom stories are somewhere, somewhere around that. You know, where they find out their husband has like a dating profile. You know, he's got all this time to uh, hang out with his boys, go out to the bar. Play video games, watch porn. All the time to do these leisurely activities while giving her all of the work of raising a child. And then pretending it's because they can't do it. Or, like, or if they have the child, they are so neglectful that the mother feels too much anxiety leaving their child with their own father because they're like, Well, last time I left uh, my son or daughter with my husband, the baby was in a dirty diaper all day. Stuff like that, which it's really child neglect, but they're. It's child abuse. Like, it is child abuse, it's child neglect, but like. It's unfortunately not always framed that way, but it really should be (laughs) that like, yeah, it's
3: always framed like tee hee, like, um, he's so incompetent, isn't that so cute and charming? Or they'll blame the mom like they blame the mom for abusing the child for like, you know what your husband's like, how could you leave your child with him knowing that he would neglect them, you know, like, it's her responsibility to be 24 seven. Caregiver. Men act like they're babysitting
1: kids, but they're not even as good as your average babysitter. Yeah. So we
0: we got to the bottom of it. So they didn't base it off of us. She just says that scroats all just uh, Scroats all tend to have a certain look. Can't argue there. I don't know. Oh, that's that's yeah. really
1: infuriating because I'm like, you can literally hire a 14 year old girl to do a better job babysitting your kids than your husband. That's a problem. <laughs>
3: yeah, I started babysitting when I was twelve. I got money for babysitting starting when I was yeah, twelve, and I would do a better job as a baby. Yes, because
0: babysitting's not a job for an adult. That's why.
3: Consider most of these women's adult husbands, yeah, and that's a problem.
0: Yeah, <laughs> imagine being an adult man being like, I'm, uh, I'm here for the babysitting job
3: like the greatest con of all time is men have managed to convince us that they're the only sex that's competent enough to be ceos to be president to have all these like high level um you know powerful positions but they're too incompetent to wash dishes or change a diaper
1: or do really really basic shit predict the basic needs of a human that relies totally on you for survival that should be instinctual quite frankly didn't humans evolve to have certain instincts to that effect (laughs) to want to protect your own child Yeah, yeah to protect your young make sure it doesn't starve and die
3: but again, like, this is why I think that men shouldn't be allowed to have any uh, yeah, but leaders. or have any-
0: Stopping a kid from starving and dying has nothing to do with being good at dishes. Control. <laughs> or have any- That's gatherer shit. That's not hunter shit. Um, power, honestly.
3: I think the world should be run by eldest daughters, quite frankly. <laughs> I think the world would be a better place if it was run by el- all eldest daughters.
1: I completely agree. In fact, mm. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I was a venture capital firm and I wanted to invest in a company, I would go and ask how many eldest daughters are part of the staff. Like that would be an actual metric by which I would measure the value of their company. Yeah, <laughs> or if it was led by the eldest daughter. Yeah, I'm
2: the youngest daughter, but I would, I definitely agree with that. Well, then and pipe down.
0: Also- Nobody yeah, so asked you to. About
2: the the date, so that's also <sighs> that's also one way, but. I find another way as well is to see if he's independent now i know yeah independence is good
0: good quality
2: and and like social climate it's becoming the norm for people to stay at home um, either to save money or because they can't afford to live out and i'm not necessarily going to judge somebody for staying at home but it's more do they contribute towards the chores do they contribute towards the bills are they aware of how things in the house work so even things like they know where the stopcock is if there's a flood and stuff like that so just because somebody lives at home that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be weaponizing competence but if their mother is running around after them like whilst they're living at home that is a massive massive red flag
3: I actually don't date guys who uh, live at home with their parents as a policy because I moved out at 18 um...
2: Yeah, and that's fine like if
0: you want to say like I don't do this that's totally fine totally fine Queens, shout out to the new member does it glow? I don't
3: know. You know, uh, like I cannot save money, blah, blah, blah. First of all, most of these guys who live with their parents, they're not saving money. They, they blow that money on like freaking video games and other stupid shit. Uh, so most of them aren't saving money. They just live with their parents and they're broke.
0: How many? How much money are you spending on fucking video games?
3: Um. The other thing is when you move in with a guy. Here, here's actually another vetting strategy is don't ever move in with a guy who's never lived by himself before. No, don't. Don't because do it. Yeah, because if he's only ever lived with his parents, especially if his mom is in the picture, you know, he's living with as an adult with his mom. He doesn't. So wait, are
0: they saying don't you can't even move? So not only will they not date a guy who lives at home, but if he's recently moved out of home, also, you know what it's like
3: to manage a household. Mm. He's used to women doing his laundry, cooking for him, doing everything for him. And he's just going to expect you to just fill in that slot.
2: Yeah, that's true. Mommy
3: God, girlfriend in. He basically sees his girlfriend as a mom that he can have sex with. (laughs) And that's why we call them mommy bang maids. So don't ever live with a guy who's never lived by himself. And if he has lived by himself, go to his place to see what it's like. Cause if you go there and it's like dirty dishes everywhere, empty beer cans strewn everywhere, Fucking dirty ass shower and grind. By the way,
0: shout out to everybody who made it for the very first episode where FDS is in the chat because this is fucking hilarious. I'm everywhere.
3: He's never cleaned a day in his life. That's another red flag. Like, avoid those guys. Mattress on the floor. Mattress on the floor. (laughs) I've seen all these TikToks of like young women hooking up with guys and then cleaning their apartment after. I'm like, girl, that's so fucking humiliating.
1: (laughs) Why would you do that? I'm going to tell you the truth. Same thing with male roommates. Because they're pick
0: me's. That's pick me shit. And honestly, if you're a dude and you sleep with a girl and then she starts cleaning up your place, awesome.
1: I had actually a platonic male roommate and, um, it was another situation where I felt like I had to be the person that was constantly cleaning yeah really and it was just like no no this is not gonna work
3: I did live in a house with male roommates once and I I swore I will never live with a man who's not like my husband or boyfriend who I've vetted thoroughly like I'll never live with another male roommate again because yeah they'll just leave dirty dishes in the sink they just expect you to clean up after them they don't even think of it and if you and here's the thing if you ask them to do something or ask them to clean up after themselves they'll act like you're the unreasonable one Mm. right like oh why are you always like harassing me why are you always like bothering me why are you always
1: doing that if i Nag, don't live nag's the word we use to act like i have the problem so don't fall for it yeah if you don't want to roll around in his filth they'll make it a problem for you
2: the filthy pigs, as my mom would say yeah i wouldn't live with a detsy pigs. <laughs> <Getty> <laughs>
3: <laughs> dirty pigs. Yeah, men are dirty pigs, honestly. Like
2: swine, let them roll around in their own filth. Like, another way I like to vet as well is if he's got like drive and ambition and genuinely wants to better himself. Now, I'm not saying he has to be as ambitious on the level as say, Macbeth, where he's willing to kill anyone to get what he wants. But what I'm saying is that drives me <laughs> to do that. Otherwise, Such a you, British with, you could end up in a situation where you end up applying for jobs or writing his essays. And I've known women who've like done this, and they mean really, really well. But ultimately, you can't you can't drag someone you can't drag someone along with you, especially if they know or when they or they're supposed to know that getting a job is just a bare minimum of you know functioning as a basic adult.
1: There's a lot of girls that do that for professional athletes, or not even professional athletes. There's a lot of girls that do that for college athletes. Yes, because as a college athlete, you basically have to show up and just turn in something to get a decent grade, and they still have women that they're sleeping with do it for him. like
3: here's the thing being ambitious yeah and the women do it
0: for them because they're hoping that when that guy becomes a professional athlete and a millionaire that he'll uh, bring her along with her they're not doing it for no reason
3: just to me is not enough because there's a ton of ambitious guys out there who will offload their manual labor onto women just so that they can focus on the other shit in fact fun fun story okay i was reading this old sales book that was giving you know tips on like how to you know um advance your career and it's obviously written for men It was from like the 80s and one of the lines was like um you know offload any of your daily responsibilities like get yourself a wife so that you don't have to uh cook or clean or do anything like it was t- that's great
0: advice actually can you uh uh ro can you send me the article link for that
3: basically talking about how to uh, maximize your schedule and you know use every minute of the day with maximum efficiency you know don't do any of that stupid like household shit get a wife to do all that for you and i'm thinking like damn like i should get a wife i'm a woman but i should get a wife there's an essay to that effect sure. someone wrote um
1: A very famous feminist author. Yeah, I want a wife. So let me figure out who that was by. Judy Brady. So 1971 essay. Men basically see women as like work mules to just like do all (laughs) the
3: dirty work that they don't want to do. To free up their time for more creative or more productive or more uh,
1: status-increasing tasks. That's an expectation for women to do for men. I mean, these
0: guys could also be, like, fucking bricklayers, and they're doing a way harder job than that shit. For men to
1: do that, for women, that's a luxury. Or they think you're greedy
3: if you expect a man to do that for a woman. If, If a woman expects her husband to do any of that stuff for her, she's seen as greedy. If he does any of that stuff, he's either seen as whipped or, wow, he's such a great husband, really going above and beyond. But, yeah, like, domestic labor is... Again, that's another FDS thing. We don't think domestic labor is a service that women provide to men. It is... Work that men and women have to contribute to, and in fact, I think it's better if men do it because, again,
1: like less work. So, yeah, and what do you do? FDS's strategies have been in response to identified problems in relationships, um, mostly centered around unequal domestic labor, unequal sexual satisfaction, etc. A lot of these ideas were identified and discussed in feminist circles, but I feel like I don't know why, but it seems to not have made its way down to an actual strategy to finding men who are good at doing these things. Which is where I feel like FDS comes in, because we're basically saying, well, if you don't want a guy who's strategically incompetent, here's all the tells that he is strategically incompetent.
0: I mean, you can tell pretty quickly when you can't do a single thing that's obviously easy. Like, if you can't, like, load a dishwasher... And these or are all the things that.
1: you should weed out, but then... Mm.
0: I mean, if you're not strategically incompetent, then the uh, actual answer is way worse. We
1: do it... People make it seem like it's uh, unfairly um, sexist towards men, or at least, like, targeted and gendered towards men. It's like, well, yeah, you want them to change a behavior that's not currently being done. So it's men who have the greatest area of improvement let's just say exactly so you're trying okay. to weed out guys who can't do this for you which means you got to treat you have to actually go in understanding that that's going to be a problem right and acknowledging that that's a problem and then dating strategically yeah identifying behaviors that are likely to lead to them being a <laughs> a breaking bomb uh test case yeah leads to them being a breaking yeah. mom nightmare case you have to do that during the dating process which is yeah more story which is like a gendered process and i i kind of really hate the idea that we're supposed to pretend everything's gender neutral in the dating phase, because it's not fair to men. But then, once things happen, once you get in a relationship, it's always gendered. And then everyone's complaining. Yeah. It's like, well, then you need to actually... But put- who's
0: doing more of the complaining in the genders, if we had to guess? But,
1: like, it's gendered, which it is.
0: <laughs> complaining is gendered. So, yeah.
1: stop getting. What yeah. I'm trying to say is, look,
2: Daily Mail, stop getting mad at us yeah. for pointing
1: out the fucking no. obvious, right? <laughs> and other tabloids, like, y'all want to sit here and complain about the second shift, strategic com- incompetency relationships and all the shit men aren't doing. Well, then, ladies, pull up your big girl panties and start big paying attention panties. to the shit men say and do and then looking at their behavior and seeing when and if it matches up, right? And that means yeah. that you have to look at the fact that they're different than you. They're coming from a different framework of socialization. Absolutely. They're obviously a different sex than you. Mm-hmm. there's obviously Sometimes. like power differentials there and you need to treat it as such it seems obvious it seems like it's something that FGN preach queens the that, like, came out. preach queens. the way it is but like here we are
3: yeah i'm actually shocked that we're like the first people to come up with an actual solution to this whereas the live Thems will just write endless think pieces about me- the mental load and unequal domestic labor and so on and maybe if we just communicate to men just the right way blah blah blah
1: they're gonna be flapping their jabs into the grave all right because <laughs> they will never give a fuck Right, They won't give a fuck to you, divorce them, and they'll still blame you. They'll still pretend it's your yeah. fault and your problem. So I just really, really Couldn't have said Can you tell that. I'm on a rant right now? But I'm just really, really saying this because Go like over and over and over again, the mainstream media in particular misses the point. And when we say things like this, especially a lot of the strategies that they're saying, like, oh, low-value male versus high-value, especially some of the strategies we do for vetting and then the categorizations that we do for men based on men's men's actual (laughs) fucking behavior like what actual value are they likely to provide are they providing right now and what are they likely to provide in the future you have to pay attention to that yeah It, it can't just be like this warm fuzzy feeling inside i think because they want to overemphasize romantic love when we're talking about marriage now it's not to say that you can't fall in love and have a great romance but you also do have to look at the practical reality of what it would mean to spend the life spend your life with someone and then, you know, don't like end up blindsided and shocked that he becomes even more incompetent after you have children when the signs were there all that time. Yeah. In,
3: the, in, fact, in fact, that is the greatest reason to avoid the male bumbler or the strategically the strategically incompetent man. It is a matter, you know, when you're dating and the stakes are low, it's not that big of a deal. You can kind of laugh it off and ha ha ha, like you can't do dishes, blah, blah, blah. But once you actually bring children into the picture, that's when I think it becomes actually like a matter of life or death almost yeah. it becomes a lot more important because
0: that, but... first of
3: all you're modeling toxic relationship dynamics to your kids like what my parents did to me um it made me see relationships as this like combative um thing where you know the woman has to always be in charge and have be hyper competent and the man can just like be an incompetent fuck up and as
1: long as he just like shows up after work every day then he's doing a great job kind of thing it's
0: basically the simpsons but
1: yeah the days of men just being able to bring home the bacon so to speak and then sit on the couch with their hand in their pants and drinking a beer is over That shit was never cute. It's for being real. Yeah. So So, (laughs) women back then didn't think that shit was cute, which is why eventually feminism became a mainstream movement. Get off your ass and be doing things for your family. Yeah.
3: So understand that, like, it's not just about you as a couple. It's also about the behavior that you're modeling to your children. Yes. And while it might be cool to have a hyper-competent daughter who's, like, a badass bitch who, you know, becomes CEO and becomes millionaire and all that stuff. Like my aunt. Um, the downside to that is having the undercompetent son, the one who ends up, you know, m- marrying and, tr- you know, just being a destructive force in several women's lives and their children's lives.
1: They end up uh, end up in our inboxes on Twitter and end up making comments under Jordan Peterson videos, just the lowest <laughs> form of male life. <laughs> and complaining about how they have to pay child support. Yeah, oh yeah, they end up on MGTOW. They'd rather just do nothing. They end up on MGTOW mad because uh, society expects <laughs> them to take care of their own children.
3: The children Guys, they take made. care of your My kids. one last closing remark with this is that a lot of people think of the male bumbler as like,
0: by the way, seven more likes and I'll give away another channel membership. We're almost there. And uh FDS is in the chat. So maybe they'll, they'll get it
3: sort of funny or cute or like, haha. you know, it's in a lot of comedy, right? What people need to understand is the male bumbler is actually very calculating and they know what they're doing. They're actually not as incompetent as they let on. We've talked about this before. I think how, you know, Lundy Bancroft writes that the abusive man is abusive as a way of escaping responsibility or not having to do chores or uh, offloading undesirable tasks onto other people. They do it because it benefits them. And that's the thing about the male bumblers. Understand that they're doing this because it benefits them, because it makes their life easier. The and bundlers. so if we want to
1: change things, we have to make it difficult for them to do that. I don't know if it's just like the naive about why or how patriarchy works. One thing I kind of like about the radical... Shout out to the patriarchy. ...feminists is that they don't pretend patriarchy is a historical accident. They, accident. they look at it like, no, it's a deliberate set of actions that men do to privilege themselves, both individually as and a class. And you have to be like, you have to advocate for yourself because there's no interest in them advocating for you. Maybe they'll try if they love you enough, but at the same time, it's very, very difficult to like re-socialize men once you're in a relationship with them because they're not going to be in any way motivated to improve. Because like, well, if you're still here, it must mean you like it.
2: Yeah.
3: Good point. Yeah. 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 Honestly with men like that you have to ultimately either just like break up with them or just make their life so uncomfortable that they end up shaping up all on their own. Like I've seen a lot of stories about women who just go on strike, like they just stop cooking, just stop cleaning, and it'll get really bad. Like the man will end up in living in absolute filth in the most disgusting way. Yeah, possible. but the
0: problem is those strategic and comp- weaponized incompetence guys is like they'll they'll know what's going on. They'll be like, "Oh, you want to live like a disgusting pig?" Let's see who breaks first. I guess and subjecting their horrible way to live children
3: to that before the man finally ships up and does something
1: and still roll over his ugly, dusty, unwashed ass and ask for sex. Right, guys covered in spaghetti grease, spaghetti grease, clothes fuck properly. is spaghetti still grease still stomping around demanding sex in a what filthy house. Mean? We have to make it costly for them to
3: behave this way. Exactly. Right, Th- that's the thing. If we want men to behave in a way that's desirable to us, we have to make it so that the undesirable behavior is so costly to them that they don't even want to do it
2: in the context of like dating the, the most costly outcome for a lot of men is to be deprived of women's company so leave them don't yeah. even bother trying to do these little strikes because ultimately you're also living in a shithole as well so and if he's if he's comfortable with it then you know then it's all okay to him it's like way too much emotional and like physical like labor on your part to try and get him to do the bare minimum like men respond best to consequences they don't respond to to complaining or um or to ultimatums especially if they know that you're just going to stick around the best consequence is to leave them men need consequences is what i'm
3: saying they need to face consequences for their bad behavior yeah no they absolutely do
1: yeah it's just not cute watching these fully grown men walk around with the logic skills of a toddler not even honestly the not even that in the dressing skills of a toddler because at least with a toddler if they don't want to do things you can just pick them up and force them to do it with a grown man Mm. obviously there's the physical power differential but it's just it's just exhausting on your mental and energy and having to do that for an adult man when you have actual children who can't do those things it's just, it's just it's just the opposite of attractive
3: <laughs> yeah and then they have the audacity to complain about a dead bedroom it's your own damn it's false, yeah. Their
1: fault yeah and it's just nothing's it's part of that, again, is because women get so often trained to ignore all of the ways in which men leech off them yeah. prior yeah. to it becoming real prior to something happening where it becomes very very real where they stand in that relationship on their uh significant others list of priorities mm-hmm. and also that significant mm-hmm. <laughs> others like even like motivation for his own life right because even if they're not necessarily screwing up things in your home they could be screwing up things in their life like they're not going to work on time or something like that right like they just don't have the ability to show up okay so that's our show please check out our website at the female as well as our patreon at All right, that was
0: episode 41 of the Female Dating Strategy brought to you by the queens themselves. I wasn't going to do this, but we're, both of these episodes were quite short. They're normally so much longer because they have these 20-minute brutal roast of scrotes where they just brutally roast scrotes. But the only scrotes i have been getting roasted is me in the chat by FDS themselves. So we're going to do a third episode. Um... We're doing episode 42 of the female dating strategy because they've all been short. I don't know what happened in episode 40. They're like, let's do these all under an hour, which is fucking amazing. Hey, so we're going we to do, a- we got episode uh, 42 now of the female dating strategy podcast. We're going to keep it rolling. We've got almost 200 people watching. Uh, if we get to 250 likes, every 50 likes, I'll give away a channel membership. So, uh. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me on this wild and historic day when we were finally found out by the Female Dating Strategy podcast. Someone says that I should go on the podcast. That's the goal. I said it on episode one. I go, once I reach the end of this, once I catch up, then the goal will be to come on an episode. I'll replace Lilith. She's Canadian. I'm Canadian. It just seems like it makes sense, right? So here we go episode 42 of the female dating strategy podcast 10 tips for dating a prisoner that's what it's called 10 tips for dating a prisoner bracket jk ah ha ha don't ever in your life let's just fire this up one and a quarter speed yeah, we do. All right.
1: Thought about starting go. your own podcast and looking for advertisers? What? Consider using our sponsor, podcorn.com We primarily use Podcorn. Podcorn. Click on the Podcorn. Link in the show notes, to sign up to Podcorn. Nope.
0: Podcorn. Podcorn.
1: queens, hey queens. Is taking a little break this week because of the holidays happy holidays what? to you and your family and in our happy absence holidays. we're releasing one of our most popular patreon episodes called 10
0: tips Ooh, for Dating a Prisoner. we in to
1: if you like what you hear please we, consider- we get a
0: little preview of the page
1: all right. if you're subscribing to our Patreon, our <sighs> <at> patreon.com forward slash <sighs> female dating strategy, where you can get weekly bonus content as well as merchandise. Uh, you can also talk to us on the Discord where we discuss all types of topics for future episodes, as well as having a book club where we're discussing FDS themed books as well as feminist themed books. Uh, you can also submit a Rosa grow if you've liked the Rosa Scroats that you've heard so far this year, as well as a Queen story or a Gnostic story. So please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash female dating strategy, and enjoy this episode called 10 Tips for Dating a Prisoner.
2: This week, we will be discussing felons on Tinder. I mean, not actual Tinder, what? because obviously felons can't access that. But dating, some them dating while in prison. <laughs> or, or dating men in prison. Question number one, why? Spoiler alert, you shouldn't. Because
0: yeah. they're bad boys. <laughs>
2: So I found out through the grapevine that dating websites, specifically for people in prison, actually exist. Oh, yeah. So I did a bit of digging, and I found out it does indeed exist. So if you want your own felon, you can go and find them. Obviously, please don't do that. Don't date a felon.
0: Why not? Um, What if it's a woman? I
2: found this article on...
0: I actually saw there's on TikTok, and there's, like, these women who are, like you know female prison and then they make these little it's almost like from the 90s where they make a little video being like hey my same my inmate blah 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 blah," and then some some couple of cuties on there they probably murdered their uh, old husbands or whatever but
2: 10 tips to dating a prisoner um which we're gonna dissect because the advice in this is just absolutely wild um and for the purposes of the article they've used um he being the prisoner because they're aware that men are generally in prison more than women mm-hmm, mm-hmm, correct
1: <laughs> oh that seems unfair So that's weird read
2: the article and then we'll just basically roast it <laughs> so 10 tips to dating a prisoner uh dating and prison are words that do not seem to go together we agree on that one uh, so prison is not typically a place we think of when we imagine a date and yet like many women find themselves dating men who are in prison there are a lot of things to consider before you commit to dating
1: she says that like you just accidentally date a guy in prison (laughs)
2: right this is what
3: i'm saying but if you're going on an online dating site for prisoners that
1: means you're specifically trying to date prisoners like it's not an accident it's not like they're outside and you can just meet them so you have you do have to specifically seek out a prisoner i will
0: say this is one of the weirder things that women do in general is because you mostly see it go the one way where women will just go date dudes who are in prison especially ones who are like charged of heinous crimes like if you ever watch the night stalker documentary when he got arrested and he was on trial and like he was literally on trial for like raping and murdering children and all these women were just like throwing themselves at him it was
2: deranged yeah, the of your way today, a prisoner.
1: is this like a fetish well unless it's like a guy you were dating and then he got locked up afterwards but then you wouldn't be out here trying to date again because you'd already have a guy you were dating who's in prison versus, like, you're trying to find specifically a man in prison who you don't know.
2: Yeah. it's just Yeah. It <sighs> Gosh. Uh, so there are a lot of things to consider before you should commit to dating someone who is in prison. Yeah, like, don't fucking do it. That's what Good you should idea. consider but mm-hmm. i'm just imagining an
3: article like i've seen articles like there's something you need to consider before dating a man with aids or dating a man with herpes or something like that like don't like just don't why why would you
0: because <laughs> you
3: also have
2: herpes uh, or anyways. aids so before i share some tips on dating someone in prison i'm going to spend a little time blogging about how to decide if this is the right decision for your life jesus wept God. okay so okay so finding your prince charm <laughs> this is a joke uh, so no girl has ever imagined her prince charming as a man who was in prison we imagine a man who is strong honorable kind brave courageous loving and gentle who adores us unfortunately sometimes that man is in prison she just makes it sound like he just accidentally landed in prison that's not how it works he went to prison because he broke the law this isn't like he just wandered down um into a different country and walked into prison like it can be a long process to go to prison like <laughs> what's she saying it like whoopsie, he's in prison. <laughs> Oops. It's like saying, oh, sometimes, you
3: know, we always imagine meeting our Prince Charming, but sometimes he's in another country or sometimes he's, you know, I don't know, living in a different city or something. No, he's in prison. That's
2: very, very different than just being, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't even know what to say. That's so insane. Yeah, I, I get the impression this author has dated a jailbird. He's just lying. He probably Jailble. told her. They all have some excuse
1: why they're in prison. That's never their fault. That's the thing you have to understand.
0: Oh, are you saying that there aren't innocent people in prison?
1: ...about... A lot of these mm. men where mm. they're always going to paint themselves as the victim.
0: Literally right before I came here to do the stream, the reason why, why I was late, I didn't even mention it, but I was doing the Comedy Cellar podcast and we had this guy on there. His name is, I can't even remember, Robert something. And uh, he he has like the top 10 podcast in um, uh, America right now called Bone Something. And it's about this dude who's in prison in Florida for a murdering his wife, but they... He's innocent and, like, they know he's innocent and they won't do anything about it. Yeah. Sorry yeah, for that
2: aside. That's true. Uh, so she continues. So I know many men who have transformed their lives and are amazing men of honor who are still in prison.
1: How? How do you know these men? <laughs> that's true. You know what I'm saying? Did so she go seek them out? How did she know they're men of honor when they have literally all of their behavior controlled for them? That's true. Fair point. So they're living in a cell and they can't do anything else. Okay. I-
0: Gilbert King, producer and host of the Bone Valley podcast. If you want to pull it surprise, check it out.
3: I actually have a funny story i have a funny story about dating while in prison this is my aunt um so my aunt uh used to be really into drugs and then she had her first husband he went to jail and then while she was visiting him jail she met his cellmate she ended up divorcing her first husband and marrying the second husband who is now my uncle what yeah what? She a for jailbirds, i guess anyways and then they both um converted to christianity and became really really religious and pentecostal so yeah fun but he d- they didn't
0: convert to like a so
3: this whole idea that like jail is this transformative, wonderful place is like, I don't know. I don't, I don't buy that.
2: And also that's surely, even if that's true, that's the point of prison. If They're meant to not be a shit person again. So they don't get brownie points for doing what they're meant to be doing, is, which is to not be a shit person. <laughs> doing the bare minimum. And I also know how, um, and I also know um, people who are in prison who have not transformed their lives, who prey on women so they have someone on the outside to provide money, material things, and a connection to the outside world. Uh, so you- Look,
0: if you're not preying on women on the outside, if you're in prison and they're, like they're hitting you up to say that they're preying on the women.
2: You know, the man that your friend is trying to set you up with. Well, first of all, if my friend tried to set me up with a felon, she would not be my friend anymore. I'd be like, why do you hate me? Yeah, she don't like you. She's <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't want you to win at life.
1: That's a friend that's trying to sabotage your life. and You should weed him out of your circle.
2: Uh, uh, so she goes on to say Uh, keep in mind that loving a man who is in prison is full of heartache jesus
3: (laughs) wait 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 so your friend is trying to set you up with someone who is currently in jail like a man setting your friend (laughs) up with someone who maybe went to jail like 10 years ago over like i don't know postal fraud or something minor or something like that yeah okay maybe you know if he's turned his life around he's a good person now he's paid his debt to society whatever that's less bad that's that's maybe more okay um but if, if my friend tried to set
1: me up with a guy who's currently in prison i'd be like why do you hate me legit yeah what would be the point see the thing about this is it's like dumpster diving but then all the good shit and the bad shit is chained to the bottom of the dumpster so you can't take it out anyways so it's like why would you go to the dumpster first of all that's a very vivid image bro that's what? A very good analogy. i love your analogies you know what i'm saying and then jump inside of the dumpster and then you can't take any of the dumpster shit home with you even if you find something good no it's not even like thrifting where it's like oh i found one and i could just take it home and have some use for it it's like literally just diving into the dumpster flailing around looking at the shit that's all stuck on the bottom that nobody can get off yeah and then being like yeah i'm gonna make this my husband i'm just gonna
2: live here in this dumpster now i'm gonna live here and marry it and love it and have kids with it so uh, so So... she's married to an inmate so this bollocks now makes sense
3: wait she's married to an inmate a guy who's
2: currently in jail not even a guy who used to be in jail just at the time this article was written yeah she she well i'm not sure if he's out now i'm not sure when the article was written but yeah she's married to an inmate so yeah um yeah uh, so some of the drawbacks are you cannot spend time together whenever you want to You do not get to see how he interacts with his friends and family, nor how he acts with your friends.
1: All good information you need to know about a man before you try to date him.
2: And to be honest, if he's in prison, depending on the offense, you probably have a very good idea. Like, if he went to prison for, I don't know, beating his girlfriend or, you know, shooting his parents. Murder. (laughs) You have a pretty good idea of how he feels about them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have
3: a good idea of how he feels about his friends if he went to prison for killing them. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. exactly uh, prison visiting rooms and uh, phone calls and letters will be the way you communicate and date and you will never ever be alone on t-
0: this is an interesting uh, look into what the type of patreon content they put out is he comes um... home.
2: now I do know some prisons do allow like conjugal visits some Con- of them do conjugal, conjugal visits yeah where they can basically have sex with their partner in a private room
3: see that's crazy that okay this is how you know we live in a patriarchal society where conjugal visits are a thing no. If you go to jail what, you wi- lose your right. What to-
0: why can't women what, so women shouldn't have that either? Why like women like sex too, don't they?
3: To have sex. I mean, I'm sure prisoners fuck each other,
2: which is like... Or sex with a woman. That's why they're, s- they're segregated by sex, right?
3: Exactly. If you're a man and you go to jail, you lose your right to have sex with a woman for the entire duration of your prison sentence. That's, yeah. just, that's justice to me, okay? The fact that, like, men get to have conjugal visits is crazy to me. <laughs> like, especially since in some prisons, women can't even get pads, or, you know, pregnant women, for example, mm, don't get the medical care true. that they need, right? So the fact that, like, women in prison don't get anywhere near as many rights for things they actually fucking need, but men get to have conjugal visits, something they don't actually need is fucking bullshit to me that's true
2: that's true um and so my most important advice here is if you know you do not want to spend the rest of your life with this man do not date him do not waste your time in his but if however you think this man could possibly be, do
0: not waste his time what if he's in jail for 25 years
2: someone you can imagine spending the rest of your life with well well,
3: do not waste your time in his and his he's in jail (laughs) like (laughs) right what
2: else is he
3: doing he doesn't have shit to do like any any attention that you give a convict is a gift to him. Okay, like he's in jail. What's he like? What's he gonna do? Stare at
1: a wall all day? Could you imagine like going to visit a guy in prison, getting the pat down, going through the metal detectors, having all of your belongings confiscated, and then sitting at a table with him, and he's got his hands in handcuffs, and then him being like, "Don't waste my time." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I can. I can, to be fair, I can believe that scrouge audacity is such that they would say that. Yes. Scrouge audacity. The woman is bought into that
1: narrative fully. Yeah, like clearly you don't want to waste his time. You know, the guy in jail who has nothing fucking better to do. And prisons aren't usually in convenient spots. So this is after you've already made like a two, three-hour drive outside of town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then have him be like, "I don't want you wasting my time."
2: Oh gosh, his
0: I don't imagine that. I don't imagine that happens uh, ever.
2: Watching
1: soap <laughs> operas and <Maury> Povich. <laughs> (laughs)
2: and working out in the gym yard but the thing is inmates can be like anywhere from open prison to maximum security where they're locked up for 24 hours a day yeah minimum security prisons in canada are a
3: joke they're basically Uh... like a hotel like you can even like leave during the day sometimes you just gotta have to get like a pass
1: all our prisons suck it's the american way
2: it's the american way (laughs) well it's legalized slavery isn't it so that's how
1: (laughs) well we have we have one prison that's supposed to be cushy for uh like politicians and stuff it's called club fed and it's a federal prison
0: it's not a prison they call this type of prison
1: club fed for white collar crimes what? yeah for white what? collar crimes for rich rich people that commit crimes when people call it club fed cuz it's the only sort of nice prison that has like amenities and stuff but it's mostly for yeah like wall street types uh politicians that commit crimes the the super 1% that gets them caught up in a crime
3: i just googled this and i'm like damn they've got a pool table they have like a
1: video game room they have like a gym oh shit that actually looks i mean it's still prison but yeah <laughs> i think they even have a fitness center yeah they have, a, they have a gym they have a fitness center like an actual good fitness center like that looks like a planet fitness type quality gym right so Fed to me looks like your average swedish prison when you look at swedish prisons they have a lot of this kind yeah. of stuff this this is just sort of probably the prison standard of the rest of the world <laughs> the rest of all the rest of the like west um, i don't know if you call them western but
2: so and blue writing at the bottom she caveats a-, a note the woman i know who have dated men in prison and it has worked out really well have all the really christians well. who have prayed and sought wisdom from the lord before agreeing to make a relationship romantic Shout out to the lord. in prison i personally believe this is the best way <laughs> is christianity
3: a pipeline to prison no you know what i honestly feel like this is an example of how religious women get fucked over because they're expected to up, you know to to forgive. forgive and like give endless chances and blah 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 like religious women are so fucking easy to manipulate because of that it is so the jesus to jailbird pipeline
2: yeah
1: <laughs> or jailbird to don't like
2: even even though
1: what do they call them um, women that are obsessed with inmates there's a, there's a name for them because i know there's names for women that are, are like jersey chasers if they chase athletes or badge bunnies if they chase cops there's a name for women that chase inmates I can't remember their uh, name, though.
3: Okay. There's a f- term called hebristophilia, which is uh, a sexual interest and attraction to those who commit crimes. It's a paraphilia. Um, yeah. it's a f- I Remember at the beginning, I said, is this a fetish? It is a fucking
2: fetish. I mean, like, but Ted Bundy and, like, Richard Ramirez. Is it Richard Ramirez? They had, like, fangirls. See, there we go. It was very bizarre. I think Ted Bundy even got married in prison, had a kid somehow yeah. in prison. What kind of insane woman would marry or date someone like that? That's just crazy to me. I mean,
0: it's just it's very telling about you, ladies, because it only uh, happens he that he way. He was
2: innocent. I mean, then he confessed on the day of his execution, and she hung up on him and never spoke to him again. But let's just say the off chance never was...
0: spoke to him again on the day of his execution. Yeah, I figure he probably they probably didn't speak again.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some women are very bad at, like, risk analysis. Yeah. Just say there's, like, a small I mean, chance he wasn't innocent. Do you want to take that risk, considering what he did to his victim?
2: Yeah. I just... Yeah. It's wild, really?
1: we, we have to do a breakdown one day How of women who noise? do stuff like this, because I know... Okay, this, this fucking Wikipedia article has
3: a breakdown.
0: It's weird that you never roast these chicks. women who do
3: this. Like, oh, okay. Okay, so, causes of hybrisophilia is a low self-esteem and lack of a father figure. <laughs> That's number
2: one. Mm, makes sense. Checks out
0: does it glow $10 says they can't help themselves to mention Danny in their next episode the problem is I won't find out for a year but if you uh, want to listen go for it some
3: believe that they can change a man as cruel and powerful as a serial killer so just like the extreme pick me if I
2: can change him syndrome yeah Barbara builder I can change him yeah
3: yeah the extreme project lover type women what else uh, uh oh others see the little boy that the killer once was and seek to nurture him which is I mean yeah a lot of manipulative shitty men will try to make them seem themselves seem like you know sad pathetic little wounded boys or whatever right that need to be nurtured number four a few hope to share in the media spotlight to get a book or movie deal and then the last one is the idea that there's no such thing as a perfect boyfriend she knows where he is at all the times and she knows he's thinking about her while she can claim that someone loves her she does not have to endure the day-to-day issues involved in most relationships there's no laundry to do no cooking for him no accountability to him she can keep the fantasy charged up for a long time okay That actually isn't. That's interesting to me. It's weird, but so this is just like extreme low self esteem and like the fantasy aspect. Because if he's in prison, you can project whatever fantasies you want onto him. You don't have to deal with the day to day hardships
1: of actually having to live with a fucking scrote. So women with extreme commitment issues and extremely low self esteem and delusional women. (laughs) I wonder if there's any thrill seekers in there because I have to imagine there's some women that are just attracted to the idea of having sex with a dangerous man. Because there are women that are chasing OJ Simpson after he got out. There's
3: another point here that says, in the
1: broadest sense, hybristophilia means attraction towards partners
3: who display dark tried personality traits. So hmm. I don't get it. That's weird to me. Yeah, <laughs>
2: oh, it's a weird okay, thing, okay, So on to boundaries. If you have decided to go and date somebody who is in prison, it is really important to set some boundaries and stick to them. Never mind the fact that if you date a guy in prison, that shows your lack of boundaries and standards. Yeah,
3: that shows your lack of boundaries and standards. Yes.
2: Correct. I mean, she didn't say that. I just tacked that onto that because that sentence is just ridiculous. Oh, okay. I thought that was part of the article. Nope, it's ridiculous. Um, I remember that prison culture is completely different than our world out here. There will be some strange rules and also a strange curiosity you may experience that drives you to find out more about the world of prison. Establish your interest in the man and not just the culture of prison and nor the safety of dating someone who doesn't have much <laughs> access to other women. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the,
3: that, that that's also so makes weird. sense. It's like, well, he'll never be able to cheat on me if he's in prison.
0: <laughs> but yes, he will.
2: Is that true though? Because a lot of so-called, sh- I mean, oh, I don't know how to phrase it. So a lot of straight inmates and... Up-
1: I find this comment biphobic. I mean, how do you know he's not cheating with other men? <laughs> I find that assumption
2: biphobic. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just biphobic to assume he's not fucking the other men in prison. my lot might of them be. do though, they start relationship I mean, even women in female prisons they start relationship- I don't think that many actually relationships do, but... with like sexual relationships with each other because there's no one else. Yeah, because
0: obviously women are more likely to fuck other women,
1: but guys is different. So I don't know if I believe in prison gay. I think that's just an excuse. Like they were already gay,
3: but once they're in prison they're like, Woo, I can be gay. Yeah, I mean unless you're maybe if you're in there for life, <laughs> might as well convert. <laughs> I mean a lot of a lot of men in convert,
0: prison, what like it's a choice. Like,
3: rape
2: each other, so true. true. There's also that. So,
3: relationships being like heavy air quotes, yeah, but
2: yeah, yeah. Um, this is especially true for you if you've been hurt by an inmate who's found another woman. (laughs) Scrape or even from prison, you're still playing women. Okay, okay, so imagine you drive me. Shout out
0: to the dudes, by the way. You're like at the lowest point in your life, you're in jail, and still chicks are into you. It's wild down to a rural area
1: in your state, so that you can spend hours in line. To get frisked and search by prison guards, have all of your your items confiscated, uh, spend time in a busy hallway waiting to hear from your prisoner, then going up to him at his table. And he's sitting there in handcuffs and he's like, I cheated on you
3: I guess I'd be going to jail because I'd I don't be think that's happening a lot. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's if they're cheating on you in jail with a dude, they're probably not telling you. I want,
1: understand all of the motions you have to go through to get to that point i need to drive home the
2: effort it takes to be this fucking stupid like, <laughs> if that happened just like key the cloud music <laughs> yeah. God. you have to go out of your way
1: to do this. Imagine putting
0: that this much- laughing really does sound like a bunch of birds.
1: Effort to be cheated on. Pressing your hand. Or imagine you're not even talking to him face to face. Imagine you're talking Squawking him through birds. the glass. You're talking him through the glass. First of all, there's people shrieking in the uh, cells behind you. You can hear people crying and shrieking and cursing <laughs> each other out. I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. You can hear all this going around around you. And around you are prison guards and phone pressed up against your ear and your other hand pressed up against the glass. And he's telling you, I can't see you anymore because I'm in love with someone else. <laughs> I went to a prison one time and one time only to pick up a friend. I will oh. never do that shit again. It wasn't even prison. I should take it back. I went to jail one time to pick up a friend from Wait, jail. What's the difference between prison and jail? Uh, j- jail is like what they usually have at the county. And that's just for like temporary holding. And police station. Yeah. Yeah. Like the police station. Prison is when you actually get sentenced and then you have to go. To like a permanent correctional facility, I've been, I've, I've only picked up a friend from jail once, and that shit was enough for me, right? So, and that was like a semi convenient drive because it was in the city and inside the courthouse where they have like kind of amenities. But I cannot imagine doing this and doing any of the shit to regularly visit a man in prison. Damn. Yeah, yeah um, okay, so, uh, fuck that shit. So we've, that reached shit. Now that we've gotten our breath, <laughs> I just, I just want to drive home to the absurdity. I want you to understand and visualize what this person is doing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, so if you are still sure, here are some tips to dating someone who is in prison. Uh, write a lot of letters to get to know him. If he doesn't write back, do not continue the relationship. That's right, girl. Have standards. Yes. It's like, oh, if he doesn't text you back. I mean,
0: obviously, you're a stalker at that point if he's not writing you back.
3: This is like the prison equivalent of like, if he doesn't text you back, don't double text him, Says The
2: standards have
3: lifted
1: an inch.
2: He got all day to write you, sis,
1: so... (laughs) If he wanted to, he would. Imagine, okay. Imagine literally every day getting up and writing a letter in like gentle handwritten cursive and then folding it into an envelope and then licking it very gently and mailing it off to the county courthouse and doing this 10 times in a row and then never hearing back. Calling your girlfriend and being like, I didn't hear back from, uh, what's the prison name? Prison gym. Like I haven't heard back from prison gym today.
0: Well she just dodged a potential racism, good on her.
1: And then all your girlfriends are sitting around you, that's okay, girl, you could do better than him. If a man can't write you back, he's gotta get next to I it. It just <laughs> I cannot fathom being having that low self esteem and
2: And writing letters is so time-consuming as well, because you write the letter and you don't hear back for weeks, so you're literally wasting your own time, even if he does respond, because we're talking weeks. I
0: mean, you can go on with your life while you're waiting for a response from the letter. It's not like you just write that letter, drop it in the mailbox, and you go, all right, well, now we just wait for a response. Definitely not going to do anything until that comes.
2: the time you write the letter, the time he gets it and responds, like two months could have passed you can still
3: live your life most men are terrible at writing let's not like you know prison Jim is going to be writing like you know with a quill pen writing you know my dearest emily you've been on my mind every single day i cannot wait till the moment i can embrace you
0: and then he takes that quill and he stabs some dude in the neck who owes him four cigarettes in
3: my arms again no he's probably going to be like send me pictures of your boobs yeah send boob pics yeah he's gonna ask for nudes okay so what badass i don't like think you're allowed to
0: send nudes to
2: Looking like
1: sign prison gym. Jam-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh guys uh, number two do not send him any money or purchase food for him tell him you are not going to spend any money on him except for calls and eventually visits so you're spending money on him then Oh, I forgot they have to pay for this. So imagine
1: <laughs> you did all the shit I described before and then took money out of your Wait, own you have pocket. To pay. You know how, like,
0: laughter is contagious and then you hear people laughing and then you want to laugh and there's just it's the opposite of to that. To visit
2: them? There's a fee for that? And sometimes, sometimes you can only get there by bus as well. I might. This might be. I've read that in a book, actually. I'm not sure if it's true. But you have to get like a special bus to take you to the prison, and that shit costs money as well.
3: This all seems like so much. Again, risk versus reward. This all seems like so much effort for such a small reward.
2: And somebody who's like got a 99.999% nine 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 hundred chance of being low value, because high value people don't land end up in prison. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So, uh, do not take your children to a prison visit unless you are engaged. Wait. Whoa. 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 Wait. This is
0: well, a take- How are they supposed to meet their new dad? Take our foot
2: off Pikmin's next. Because
3: <laughs> why would you bring your children to a prison? Ever. Wait, children. If, is it children that you have with them? Because taking your their kids to see them, that that's maybe nice, actually. But No, I don't think it's their kids. I'm think, I mean,
2: she just said, like, your children, if you have children. So
3: I'm thinking, like, children that are not related to this person in prison why would you take your child to visit them in prison even if you are engaged or even married just just, why think of the message that sends your daughter if you take your daughter to go visit your boyfriend in prison
1: what the fuck the way that this is Which
0: means you're a badass chick it doesn't seem
1: like it's someone that she already knew on the outside and so then they would have children together so this is you meeting a brand new person trying to vet (sighs) this is vetting tips for prisoners and it's just the saddest thing so yeah this is about her bringing her children up to meet an inmate and and again prisons are not they're not I don't child know friendly if yeah I don't know how to describe this but they're not child friendly environments prisons I mean really they aren't.
0: kind of are though because if anybody in the prison is like a you know uh, abused children usually they get uh, beaten and murdered and stuff so that's I'd say kind of actually child friendly
1: especially not men's prisons, arguably sometimes female prisons,
3: but not I have like an article about vetting tips for like meeting men in an insane asylum or meeting men in a, you know, in rehab or like meeting men who are uh, (laughs) on house arrest because they're pedophiles (laughs) or some shit, right? Like the condition of their life is all the vetting you need. The condition of their life or their lifestyle that they live is the only vetting strategy you need. And that's when you say bye.
1: I just can't imagine exposing her. This is so irresponsible, yeah. trying to expose your children or something like this. So it's just it's one of those things that goes from funny to just incredibly sad in such a short amount of time. Yeah, as soon as she brought in children, I got mad.
2: And you know there are women out there that are doing this as well. Otherwise, she would not be writing this crap. Um, so the first couple of months, you need to write more letters than you plan visits. After several months of getting to know each other via letters, you schedule visits. Uh, once you schedule. are visiting, plan a surprise visit or two. I mean, you will learn a lot about his temperament by surprising him with a visit. Like, oh, oh. Wait, wait, can you repeat that? Sorry.
3: <laughs> wait, can
2: you repeat that? Sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, can so, you
0: do that? Surprise visit? Inmates probably like that.
2: Once you are visiting, plan a surprise visit or two. Uh, you will learn a lot about. His t-
0: I guess the problem is this, one of his other chicks is also surprised visiting him that day.
2: You will learn Awkward. A lot about his temperament by surprising him a huh. visit. He's in fucking jail.
0: <laughs> Prison.
1: Imagine if you. You drive down to the prison to all the check-in stuff I mentioned earlier and he says, bitch, I didn't send for you. Don't come for me unless I send for you.
0: He likes what he likes, you know?
1: How dare you drop by my home unannounced?
0: Oh, my God. Laughter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, my I my
0: gosh, do you hear Do you hear that noise? That high pitched squealing in the background? I'm gonna have to I'm sorry that I have to do this. I have to go back a little bit so we can hear that again. Do
1: you hear that. <laughs> oh. You drive down to the prison to all the gotta hear this stuff again. I mentioned earlier, and he says, "Bitch, I didn't send for you. Don't come for me unless I send for you." <laughs> oh. <laughs> How dare you drop by my home unannounced?
2: <laughs> that right there. That. <laughs> <laughs> your oh your so
3: cocktail
0: better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because you know that's what happened to some of them that's why she had she has to make all these vetting rules because this has happened to somebody <laughs> somebody wasted all of their time drop in and a prisoner rejected them and was like girl why'd you show up here don't you know i got shit to do today? imagine
3: getting rejected by a prisoner imagine how fucking humiliating that would be these rules are because
1: someone failed them right <laughs> someone experienced the failure side of
2: them <laughs> oh my god it probably happened to her right she sounds like she's talking from experience Oh, <laughs> Oh, gosh, okay. Uh, Number six, do not kiss him until you've been visiting for at least six months. This may seem like a long time out here, but remember that you will only have a very limited time together during those six months. Don't rush into kissing him because it can cloud your judgment. Your judgment <laughs> is already fucking... It's so clouded, it's so opaque. It's not, exist- it's not existence. Your judgment Ooh, is... Ooh, burns. <laughs>
0: Imagine, like, having... where are like, those burns like, on the roaster scroll? ...article about
3: betting men in prison and being like, make sure not to kiss... Don't rush into kissing him, sis, because that'll cloud your judgment. <laughs>
1: okay, a jury of 12 already decided decided this guy is exactly where he needs to fucking be and for some reason you feel like your judgment is better than theirs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gosh. I, I just...
0: By the way, 23 more likes and I'll give one final membership away. Scroat okay. membership.
2: Uh, so after you decide you are officially dating, take your best friend to visit him. Her opinion is important and it's good to know how he interacts with your friend. Plus, if it goes well, you'll have extra support. Uh, uh, it's like a me like cluster. Noises. It's my
3: fucking friend invited me to go visit her man in prison i'm god. Okay. i'm god. Okay. i would i know i would go just to get enough recon in this fucking scrote and then i'd hang out with her and then be doing like a low-key like psyop to convince her to break up with him because that, that's what i do when when i decide that i don't like my friend's boyfriends that's what i do
1: <laughs> if you're a real one you would narrate the entire experience you'd be like oh so now we have to give up all our jewelry okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wow, I'm going to try to use the bathroom and all the bathrooms have locks on it. This is really great. really
0: great. (laughs) I don't think the bathrooms have doors on them.
2: Uh, So, so, uh, as number eight, uh, spend a lot of time sharing your dreams and goals and find out what his dreams are. Can you both achieve your goals if you continue in this relationship? If yes, keep going.
3: What kind of fucking goals does he have? Like,
2: I don't know, like, not get shanked tomorrow? What kind of goals do prisoners have? I have no idea. (laughs) well i mean they may have goals but and, and also what this this thing sort of is...
0: when they get out i imagine that when women go see these dudes they have this whole life because on the outside she's planet. talking
2: like he's in there for maybe like a year people can be in prison for 25 years yeah
0: yes, we know that
2: 25 i remember watching of true crime and this guy got sentenced in what 1998 he was eligible for parole in 2103 yeah if you get multiple two thousand one hundred and three that's not Yeah, you're not never good. getting out of there like oh this is just so irresponsible so irresponsible anyway if you both decide to continue this relationship get involved with support groups and courses that teach healthy relationship skills i'm sorry if you shack up with if you willingly shack up with a felon you don't have good relationship skills full stop yeah i'm sorry why would you do that to yourself why why
3: i'm actually in my head trying to think like what could a guy in prison offer me and i'm really really trying to think hard uh because i can't think of anything like even things like emotional like whatever a lot of that shit is just manipulation and love bombing anyways right so the, the, the to me the worst thing about a guy in prison is that he can't even like buy me shit he can't even like take me on dates or that do. That shit all you for want me. is just like, buying stuff the most important thing <laughs> in a man to me is someone who can do shit for me and if he can't do that then really why i don't
1: get it's it fucked up. i honestly wonder what these women talk about with these men because not a whole lot happens to them when they're behind bars yeah. right do they just talk about TV all the time? Does he ask her about her yes, day? Yes, they talk and about and, like, TV. what it's like to not be in prison. That must probably. be what it is. They must be very good listeners because they probably want and to. He just sh- likes the smell of a woman. Hear something else rather than what's going on where, where they are. So maybe these guys are. Who am I kidding? They're scrotes. But maybe at least like maybe they're they're literally a captive audience for women like this. No one else listens to them. I mean, the thing that
0: they could just never understand is that some women are also scrotes. Lots of you are.
2: Really, they're captive audience. That's what makes them good listeners. They have nothing else better to do. I'm just, uh, yeah... Uh, the last one is, if you have children living with you, do not live with him for at least one year after his release. This will give both of you time to get to know each other on the outside. So, Good idea. No consideration for the safety of the children, safeguarding, um, there's no caveats for depending on the crime he's committed. He may not even be allowed to live with kids he's not related to, especially if he's in there for a sex offense. This article is horseshit. I'm sorry. Absolute horseshit. So, okay,
0: I mean, obviously, let's hope that if you, if you have a kid and then you're dating a guy, you meet a guy in prison who's, there for f- fucking kids, that's just insane. The point about not living together
3: for a year until after he's out is a good point about avoiding homosexuals because you know, like John Meehan what? from Dirty John, you know, he was fresh out of yeah. prison and he was looking for women Their who can let him live, live there, right? Their so, so fu- even though like the entire premise of dating a prisoner is, is whack, um, at at the very fucking least, yeah, you should make sure that he's able to stand on his own two feet and find a place for himself to live because oh know, wait, they
0: said hobosexuals, not homosexuals.
3: Don't want to end up like that's the I think that is the reason why why so many prisoners will look for a relationship while they're in jails because they're looking for a landing pad for when they get out.
2: Yeah, because they won't have any money. They they can't get a job um, because of their conviction. Th- this is why it's just such a bad idea to shack up with a felon because you are almost definitely being used. Like, you know
0: who would disagree with you, Savannah? Jesus. Jesus Christ.
2: They don't have anyone. If If it's bad enough that you've gone to prison, you've sort of, I don't know, you've sort of destroyed your life's chances your life doesn't usually recover from that
1: so not even just that i know there are studies out there that show that a non-related male is the biggest threat to sexual violence against children and i think that goes exponentially up if they're uh, a felon (laughs) um so you just have to keep in mind that a lot of these cases and you you see this in the news all the time of like i
0: don't know though because felons who are not into child stuff are the first people to literally go like just stab a guy who in prison who's in prison for you know, abusing children. So it's maybe the opposite. Woman's Boyfriend
1: uh, just got out of prison three weeks ago and he shakes her baby to death and stuff like that. It's just like, it's just, yeah, there's so much risk to yourself and to your kids that I just feel like this is negligent parenting. So at at minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why sometimes it gets hard to feel bad for pick because they do shit that just honestly, they are so thirsty for dick. They are so thirsty for dick. They will literally put their children at significant risk for it. At
2: risk. And for something like this, you literally have to go out of your way over a long, overextend yourself to build this relationship. It's not like you ran into a felon at the bar and didn't know whatever. He's literally chilling in prison and you're going out of your way to build a relationship with him.
1: And this is why we just have compassion and we can. But other times I think you just got to tell them, like, you're being very irresponsible. I don't know. If I was her friend, I, I just would never. It's almost good. like you're
0: a bunch of negative value scroats. <laughs>
1: Yeah, honestly, here's the thing. Like, none of my friends are fucking
3: stupid enough to do something like that. And if they did, I'd probably, you know... I I don't know. If he was, like, abusive and she was being, like, um, manipulated by him, I'd probably stick with her just to be, like, the um, sort of counterweight to whatever fucking stupid isolation tactics he might be trying to pull on her. I I I actually enjoy being the woman to make my friend or to persuade my friend to break up with a shitty man that's kind of my thing that i do and i yeah. enjoy it so for that reason I out. in that reason alone but um i don't understand the concept of dating a prisoner there's they have nothing to offer you they, they'd only take
0: they have life experience
3: i guess i don't know so that's really what it comes down to but again some
0: chicks are just so demented that they're into these like bad boys or whatever
3: is do you want to date a taker like no so or they're desperate yeah Like you said earlier, struggling to figure out what value this man is adding, like, at all. Yeah, like, FDS FDS is about a specific way of dating. We tell women to only date men who add value to your life. I'm struggling to understand what value a felon could add to your life. And I know that's, like, mean, and I'm sure a lot of, like, the prison... I want to point out, actually, this is different if the woman is a prisoner. A lot of women go to jail because of a man a lot of the times like they were either oh
0: yeah it's never their fault
3: like a lot of women for example go to jail for like killing or for fighting back against
1: their abusers right or mm. for um getting involved in crimes and in, in the united states it's uh, a lot of it's um drug use prostitution and theft i think is the highest rates of incarceration yeah. for women so i find
3: like women in prison i mean i i I've, I've, do men date women in prison
1: i don't think so like I, I think i read somewhere that this is not a thing i know there I definitely
0: happens for sure
1: that on the subreddit where um I don't know if someone who worked in a prison—it was like a, it was a user who worked in a prison or something like that—said that, said that uh, the stark contrast between visitors' day for male prisoners versus female prisoners kind of also woke her up because literally nobody comes to see female prisoners. Women are way more motivated, yeah, and dedicated boy. to maintaining a relationship with a man who's behind bars, whereas <sighs> like men will just forget about their girl as soon as she <laughs> hits them bars. So yeah, it's definitely a one-sided type of commitment there.
3: Yeah, so the fact—the very fact that men are less likely to date women in prison because they're no longer of use to them or whatever—that's why I don't think I'm a horrible person for saying that. That's just life. That's that's equality, bitch.
2: They shouldn't be dating; should be the last thing when you're in prison. I'm sorry, like you should be reflecting on how you've hurt people, your crimes, and plotting your life and you know sorting your life out. You don't need a relationship at that stage. You actually don't.
3: And I think a lot of women in prison like get that. My understanding is a lot.
0: But again, women are like this whole nurturing thing. They probably think they can change the guy. He's a bad boy. They like that.
3: Of women in prison. So it's just women's
0: brains. I don't know. Too do
3: often like get therapy for trauma or, you know, at least in Canada, I don't know about states, what your, the resources are like there, but in Canada, a lot of women do go like, oh, I'm going to learn about healthy relationships. 11 more like, likes. More come on. Get out of prison and have a better life and stuff. You, We're you almost done here. All these fucking scrotes in prison dating women are thinking about like, you know, the reason why they're dating women is to, so that they can find someone else who can, you know, mo- they can mooch off of basically. So yeah, the the only reason why they're dating in prison is so they don't have to reflect on themselves and how to improve.
1: So the other thing that's rampant in uh, female prisoners apparently is mental illness. So um, about 64% of women entering jail and 54% in prison had one or more mental illnesses. So you're talking about chronic- That seems
0: low. I thought those numbers would be higher just for all women who exist in the world.
1: Abuse victims and probably have a chronic mental illness who would otherwise be functionally homeless because they can't keep jobs. So that makes sense about the female prison population. Um,
0: I hope the, they don't come out with a new podcast called Female Prison
1: Strategy. there's probably no, There's been, there's been a, a huge increase in United States because of the drug war. And uh, a lot of places in America, a lot of women uh, getting addicted to drugs.
3: Yeah, either addicted to drugs or they'll be dating some scrote boyfriend who gets them involved in the drug trade. Like, um, I, I actually worked in an office once where a woman got who was like a drug mule for her boyfriend uh, got murdered. Ooh. And this was like just across the street corner from where I work. Big yikes. And um, yeah, so women, women who get involved in crime, a lot of them do it like for a man. That's like some extreme pick me shit, but... It's still tragic when it happens.
2: So, I'm reading an AMA from a woman who was a prison wife. She got married to him in prison. And she says, We do plan on having children uh, when he's in or when he's out. What the fuck? We don't get conjugal oh, oh, visits, but the con-doodle. correct shops are pretty dense, so we get away with having sex in there all the time. <sighs> this what? is some sad shit. <laughs> But just the way she's like, we can have kids. Well, he's so you want to have kids with somebody who's literally in jail? Like, nah, I've seen this is end stage. That seems like
3: child. Why would you? Why would you have children with someone where the children are not going to be able to see their father every day,
2: and who is a, and who's clearly in there for a very long time as well?
3: Well,
0: maybe so he's not going to be in there, be there for that long. Like, you never right know. Mean,
3: like, it actually seems mean to like consciously choose to have children with someone who cannot be a uh, part of their child's life it seems irresponsible to me
2: it's child abuse i think it's child abuse
3: you know a lot of people might criticize us for this but one of the reasons why fds tells women to be super we're almost there people we're
0: almost done we only have high minutes. standards with men
3: is because not just so that you can have a nice boyfriend or whatever but so that you can choose the best possible father for your children i believe very strongly that children are important and are precious and deserve the best possible start in life that you can possibly provide for them and i think i actually get really angry at women who choose or who choose to have children
0: Naomi, it's a legit unfair that you have not been gifted a membership. I'm gonna to have to call up YouTube. But shout out to Gerard.
3: Children with Same. shitty men, because it actually seems like mean. You know, it's it's one thing to like fuck yourself over in romance. You know, it's like self destructive and it's sad. But if you
2: but kids didn't choose that. Yeah,
3: kids didn't choose to be born, right? So to consciously choose to have children with a man who's not gonna be able to provide for or be a figure in your child's life is horrible like i actually really really dislike women who do that on purpose
2: and look she continues so he's a career criminal for sure he's doing 10 years for armed robbery (sighs) he says he's turned to 10 years or whatever oh also he never shot anyone he only pulled a gun on people when he felt that he had to in quotation marks yeah yeah, it happens fuck off I mean, I know that's pretty, uh, I know that's pretty sick to say, but for example, he robbed a grocery store once and the manager was blocking the entrance with the cart so he could not get out. So he pulled a gun on him, but he never shot. He just had to leave. If he hadn't, the manager wouldn't have let him out and he would have been caught. What? what? <laughs> that's, no more, That's no so more twisted.
3: Oh, well, if only you hadn't tried to protect your grocery store. That's <laughs> so, like, I'm just imagining the poor grocery store manager just like, you know, putting his life on the line to defend his shop. Like, his life?
2: Uh, and the way she's so blase, yeah, he never shot anyone, but...
3: Just the, enti- the entitlement, like, it was his right to rob that store, and the fact that they were blocking him from the exit, you know, he deserved to have a gun pulled on him.
2: Just, oh, just the way, like, oh, but he wouldn't have shot him, but it's like, that's traumatic in itself, shot having him? a gun pulled on you, especially if you know it's loaded. Like, oh, what a dick. Sorry, she's a dick. So I'm mentally wrapping my,
1: my head around some of these women now and, and like and fuck her too. So they probably come from well, it sounds like this woman definitely comes from the kind of lower income background for which or at least at least I think, um, for which uh they have their own sense of morality. Uh explain it. there's like a street code for certain types of like stealing bread to feed your family is seen as more okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when I guess they have nothing but it's still weird. <laughs> so, what do you say?
0: She's from the hood or the streets or what?
1: Uh, it's still weird to actively seek out a prisoner, right? Unless it was like a guy you were dating before. Even among those women, I think it's weird to seek out a prisoner. Uh, it's Unless it was a guy you were dating before he went to jail. Then you might like hold him down on the outside or something.
3: No, if I was dating a guy and he got arrested for a crime that he did in fact commit, I would dump him. Like if, if he goes to jail, I'd be like, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like that sucks for you. Oh, I'd move on hella fast. <laughs> it has nothing to do. There's nothing he has to offer me at that point. Why?
2: And I think even, ugh, it's just, you can't even vet somebody. Like, you don't know if they're going to be violent or if they're- I mean, you
0: can vet them because you can kind of see what they're in prison for. Equal
2: anger issues because, like Rose said earlier, everything is very controlled. Like, And I think that once somebody has gone to jail once, the reoffending rate is very, very high as well. Um Oh, man. i didn't even know that this is that women actually sought out relationships with felons so this really to me but i'm just
3: i mean i knew that there were like the serial killer chasers you know like the ted bundy groupies which i don't understand but you know what actually bothers me what bothers me about these women is like a lot of men will see serial killer groupies and they'll be like oh that's what women are like like they make generalizations as if all women don't <laughs> don't let that uh type of woman reflect on all women like I, I don't like how men are so quick to dismiss women as like as all or misogynistic men specifically are quick to dismiss all women as crazy or you know they love being abused or they love men who treat them like shit or they love criminals because of a few crazy women who do that i'm
1: like (sighs) a lot of times you'll see them build that whole alpha beta narrative around it right That like oh women are triggered and sexually attracted by Certain types of dangers I mean, Some I'm of them are Obviously type. Yeah I'm not Obviously sure. Yeah it doesn't seem From even your description before About women who ch- seek out Men like this That that's even a factor It's more or less Like first of all They're cripplingly low self esteem But also just having A captive audience So being in prison Seems like it'd be The ultimate beta thing Right Like <laughs> I, I don't know about that because Just to poke holes In those Yeah types. yeah Go
0: to prison And start fucking Yapping your mouth Saying that shit The so
1: red pill theories Is because He's gotta sit there And listen to you He's completely dependent On someone else And dependent on the state Yeah there's nothing Alpha about being in prison That's like the most Beta fucking shit ever yeah they like the forced dependency aspect of it they like the fort that this man is forced to be dependent on them so that's not it's not that they're seeking them out because he's some kind of sexy and
2: dangerous guy i guess but yeah, uh, yeah. so the moral of this bonus content is don't
0: guarantee these chicks right after this ended all went rubbed one out
2: date felons quick dating tip
3: <laughs> quick dating tip don't take guys in prison bye sis bye <laughs> cool
2: see you next week guys
0: all right, we got through it. That was episode forty-two of the Female Dating Strategy podcast, and boy, am I wiped! Shout out to everybody who's been watching this from the beginning. What do we got? Two and a half hours, or something? I don't know. In in that ballpark, yeah, two hours and yeah, two and a half hours. All right, that's that's been it. Thank you to all the new members. FDS is not still here, I don't think so. But what a historic! Stream where we were finally joined in the chat by the female dating strategy. I believe it was Roe. If I had to guess, I don't think it was Savannah. Based on the messages too, that had to have been Roe. So thanks Roe for joining us. You finally know about us. The cat's out the bag. Uh, That was a great stream. Thanks very much. appreciate you all. We'll be back Tuesday night with a new episode of Low Value Male Wednesday, The Bathhouse. I think I'm going to do these female dating strategy streams going forward on Sundays. Seems like a good time to do them. Everybody, seems like it works for everybody. And if you want to support the show, you can join the channel. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mail, or go grab a t-shirt. We got all Flimits t-shirts. Three different all Flimits t-shirts. They are entirely Flimits. They're all the Flimits. What else can I say? I got to take a piss really badly. Peace out, everybody. Have a good rest of your Sunday. And I will catch the rest of you either Tuesday or Wednesday, or some other time. And our outro, music provided by Chad Turnup, the one and only, later. My shit, heroic empathic abilities. Yeah, my face be also oh stolen. Bleed blow up, nigga. That just means I'm working. They see me as a leader, so that's why I'm Captain Kirkin. These charts from the stars, that much just for certain. You can feel this here if you up or if you hurt. I'm raising my stock, not talking my feet to some Burkin. Number Johnny Five, got a fucking short circuit. Bring the track to life when I split Phenomenal. When I hit, she feel that shit in her abdominals. These rappers make me laugh like comic comedy, they comic. You know I got a ball and I hit the Track running just like Sonic do. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. Then they tried to down me up some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch, yeah. Now we pulling up pressure on some flight shit uh, They don't wanna turn on my light switch, yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch, uh, They don't wanna turn on my light switch, yeah. They was to get me on my hype shit, They don't wanna turn on my light switch, yeah. They try to down me up some k-type shit, yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch, yeah.